to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian, here with you this evening with my good buddy Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you, buddy? Doing well, Brian. Um, I know this time of year on this cast, it has been reiterated, but this is the payoff time in Austin. Yeah. And I know I talk about the weather a lot. Do you want me to? I mean, I, I got it queued up. I can, Let's do it. Uh, right now, Let's do it. Local forecast on the Weather Channel. How's the weather down in Austin, Frank? Dude, 75 today, 78 tomorrow, low to mid-80s this weekend. Uh, I know most people cringe at that in December, but this is the time when, if you like the lame summers that people have up north, you know, for whatever fucking reason, you might think 80 degrees is summer. Uh, this is what we live for. Not, not for summer, but for like just normal daytime temps and we're not freezing our fucking asses off because even when it's hot here it's not the same as it being negative 50 degrees right. up in moorhead so uh don't try to compare the two because yeah while you can add layers no one wants to leave their house looking like a fucking michelin man so <laughs> okay fair i guess i it makes sense i the um the weather has been really nice here dude like epically nice i mean it's it's one of those things where you know global warming is to blame for a lot of it but it's too early (laughs) i don't know some fucking february freeze oh yeah it's coming (laughs) it's it's almost too nice of weather yeah and i mean yeah exactly like like is gonna be, it's like gonna be... Mother Nature knows the grid is at a fucking held together by twine and toothpicks. Yeah, and she's like, ah, I still fuck them over quite yet. No, uh, right yeah. now the like, Texas power give them grid. Give the good stuff. <laughs> the Texas power grid has a bunch of fucking wires run through potatoes sitting in water, and they're in like. It's like it's like sure. one of those things. Okay, think of it as like plague, where on plague, you know, you can you can you can morph your 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 disease to be really deadly really quick. Right, and then the government shut down. Like fuck this shit, or you can morph them to just be like sweating and be really contagious, but no bad symptoms. And then you flip the switch. Then you flip the switch, and it feels like Mother Nature is playing a, a, like a massive game of plague on Texas, where it's like, I gave you fuckers a warning last time. Mm-hmm. Wait till I bring the heat. Yeah, it shut shit down for like four days, and everybody was. We got real. Everybody got real tight butthole, and then, yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't do anything. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. How about a one hundred mile an hour heater to the face this time? Yeah, we're gonna make <laughs> it fucking hail softball sized stones and tornadoes on Christmas, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. You just wait. So yeah, it does feel very eerie with the weather, um, but you know I'm not gonna complain. So no. that's the weather report. Uh, outside of that, I am drinking. Another Brooklyn chocolate stout, which is just nice. Yeah, 
not much more to be said about that that hasn't been said on the last cast. It's beautiful and gorgeous. Beautiful, go- beautiful and gorgeous. Um, I mean, you know, there's like beautiful flavors, gorgeous aromas. Aromas, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's I'm just trying. makes you tingle. I'm trying to help. Oh, don't let's not talk about your tingly bits. I don't like. It's too. Soon All right, what are guys. you drinking? I am drinking one of my uh, holiday favorites. Uh, it was gone last year, but now it's back by Sam Adams Old Fezziwig. Uh, I love Old Fezziwig. Really happy they brought it back. I'm bummed that there are only two in the um, winter variety pack, but I saved them to the very end. Well worth okay. it. Okay, speaking of variety packs, Sam has taken their variety 12 pack. Yeah. And if you go to Costco or Sam's, they've made that bitch legit. Like, it is now 24 beers. Mm-hmm. It is some of their rarer beers. So it's like that winter citrus white ale thing that they do. Yep. It's yeah. in there. Yeah, it's the 12-pack it's the that they just double up for a case. Um, and yeah. they do it, and it's called a, I forget what that is, a club store pack. I and don't know, but that typically, thing is amazing. Typically just a any of you Sam's and Costco members out there. I know Parker talks about going to Costco and getting coop F five like cases for the cheap. So I, I think I've let y'all in on this in the past, but I'm just going to go and restate it. Uh, the, the, the variety packs that come in a full case size, those are specifically for those club stores. So okay. they are at a good deal. Um, if you got by like a case that consists of two 12 packs, just, I mean, you're going to see a great price on there. Check the date and make sure you're not getting a beer that is like a, an IPA that is like, you know, six months plus old. Um, and lastly, um, for Texas residents who would like to shop at a Sam's and a Co- or a Costco and do not have a Sam's or Costco membership. You're allowed to. You're allowed to go in and shop alcohol in those stores. So you can get the exact same price for those club packs as members and by law not only the club packs well i was gonna say club packs or wine whatever they have in that store uh that is alcohol and again in texas you can't sell like booze you can't sell uh hard alcohol hard liquor uh in a sam's or costco but you can buy beer and wine. that's bullshit well um yeah i honestly i know a lot of people don't do this but right around kind of the beginning of the wine season, like in the spring, I would highly suggest going, if you have a Costco or a Sam's in a very wealthy area, uh, you will pay literally 20 to 30% less for new release wines. Now, granted, the stuff that I'm talking about, you'll be paying about 40 or 50 bucks a bottle, but in a liquor store, that same bottle will be 80 to 90. Right. Um it's it's worth it if if you're in the market for some good wine. Sam's is actually well, not Sam's so much. Costco does buy Bordeaux uh, uh, allocations, so you can get stuff that'll sell out and then not be back in Costco for the rest of the year. Right. Uh, if you go, you know, sometime May, April, May, uh, and it's totally worth it. It's absolutely worth it um, because they only have so much and they don't charge you out the ass for it. And. You can buy it without a membership. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's cool. So, um, Brian, I, I think we need to address the first thing because yeah. you said 
you might sound hollow tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so in the two weeks, and we, we took last week off uh, a little Thanksgiving break. Obvious reasons. Our yeah. recording times do not allow for... Thanksgiving's the worst. Thanksgiving week. Because <laughs> it doesn't we, work. We usually record Wednesday nights, and most most people are hanging out with... Family. Fucking family. God. Fucking yeah. the, our Fra- selfish Frank, assholes. Frank did ask if anybody wanted to record on Monday, knowing it wasn't likely. Yeah, and I didn't see it until Tuesday afternoon, yeah. so I was kind of so, so well. Knowing it wasn't likely, but I knew most of us took most of that week off, so I was like, okay, maybe maybe we can do a Monday night track mm. lay down. But it would have been nice know, in hindsight, but but hey, in the end, again, we're about off time too. Yeah, like it's yeah. this is fun for us, and we do it for fun. That's why you don't just hear ads every fucking thirty minutes, which. Wondery used to be a great podcast network. My fucking word. If I hear the same bullshit ad on a Wondery podcast, mm. the worst thing that happened to podcasting was podcast networks, period. Like, I understand the need for it. I understand the way that you sell ad space on them. It's a radio station for podcasts. It's been done before. Don't make it some innovative bullshit. Yep. But God damn it, if you just sell the same ad space to the same fucking people episode after episode. Well, and also sucks like podcast networks. Typically they revolve around a category of podcasts. So exactly. You have so the same every listener. murder mystery episode ever known yep. to man. Yep. You get the same listeners tuning into the same set of podcasts and hearing the same commercials. You're like, Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, we, so we took last week off. In that time, um, we did some remodeling, redecorating, rearranging here at No Beer Left Behind headquarters has been rearranged. Um, the uh, room formerly known as the brew room um, has gotten significantly less brewy over the years. Uh, my brewing equipment has been moved out of the Wait, room. Wait, is that a fucking treadmill? So the brewing bookshelf, the brewing library, is temporarily been redesignated to a box out in the garage until we can get some uh, a media cabinet over here that I want. Um, I don't. I no longer have a photography uh, set up for my beer picks, so I'm gonna have to get a new one of those set up. Uh, and I don't have the giant like 25 year old couch in the room yeah. anymore because Mrs. Brian bought a treadmill and did not she accidentally bought a treadmill okay she would i'm sorry this is a facebook she, marketplace transaction or no, no 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 frank no uh she was going to buy a nordic track treadmill and okay. planned on buying it and like we had talked about it we we're we we're good to go i was yeah. like we got to get rid of this couch first because it's really the only room in the house that the, that's the piece of equipment like that can go and that you would want it to And be. that you would want, yeah, there wouldn't be a giant inconvenience for <laughs> yeah, a lot like, of fucking people. I put it in my fucking living room. Oh, yeah. cool. Fuck it. <laughs> Neat. Uh, yeah, no, it's in the guest room. You're just going to have to move the bed out of the way. What? No. Okay. So, and we had an old couch in here that needed, it needed to go. And I've got a, I had a bookshelf in here that was, I, it was 20 years old, made out of particle It was bending board. on its own weight. Yeah, it, it was, was. It was. I think that's the best way to describe it. Was it was a load-bearing bookshelf. Yeah, it was. was. Bearing its oh, own it's, weight, barely. Um, just barely. So anyway, we moved that stuff out. However, uh, I told her, it was like, hey, we need to get rid of the couch before we get this treadmill because there's no, I don't want to put it in the garage. She was like, okay, no, cool. So we got football it. Sundays. So we got, we got Salvation Army scheduled to come and pick it up. They were like, we'll be here Saturday. I was like, cool. Uh, that just so happens to be the day that Mrs. Brian accidentally ordered the Nordic track to be delivered. So we had, in the same day, <laughs> a couch to be picked up, 
a Nordic Trek to be dropped off. Now, you may be saying, Frank, you brought up a Facebook Marketplace transaction, and I said, no, 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 because that would assume that a fucking piece of a workout equipment had already been assembled, and this had not. So the Nordic Trek people show up to our house with a box consisting of the Nordic Trek. Now, how big this box is, I literally... Undertaker could lay down in there and then sit up out of an act like it's a fucking coffin. That's how big this goddamn thing is. Weight of it is a svelte 380 pounds. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, these dudes must be fucking built. Well, they like, had uh, they had furniture dollies, which oh okay, was great. So then it could be two yeah. fat asses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, what it ended up being was two really skinny guys. And, okay, uh, <laughs> fair. You know, I always thought. Sorry, not to not to divert, but like. If if Pel because Peloton delivers like this too, right? Right. If I'm 350 pounds and I'm delivering a Peloton, uh, I mean I know me like I'm by no means this fucking monolith of of, of fitness, but if I'm buying a piece of workout equipment and it doesn't get delivered by someone who at least looks like they might be pedaling a bike, I, it'd be. You know, I'd be like, uh, does the Peloton work? So mm-hmm. I wonder if Peloton has like a a, 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 a genre crew? of employee they go for. They have to, don't they? Like, I think that's discrimination. Uh, yeah, no, but it the- wouldn't. I don't know that it would hold up, right? It's like Hooters. So I I would imagine Peloton probably has a fat shaming policy in their hiring practices. They have because to. They must fat shame. How how could you like? So it, funny you yeah. mention that. I have a coworker who got a Peloton delivered to her townhome and they have their delivery policy is like we'll set it up in your house yep she's like and move okay. it once they'll move it once she's like okay well workout rooms on the second floor of this townhouse <laughs> and they're like yeah no problem because you know they move those things up like three flights of stairs at apartment yeah, complexes or whatever shit, they're though, fucking like... real heavy <laughs> this guy however shows up by himself and is like do you think you can help me <laughs> So, this woman had to help a delivery guy get her Peloton that she paid for delivery and setup with delivery. Yeah, yeah, to get it up to her second floor. That's just insulting. Yeah, like I mean, that's like that's, dropping off a water purification system and just putting it on the curb and being like, "You can get oh, it." The rest oh my of the god! Way. I was just gonna bring it up. <laughs> I was just gonna bring it up. So yeah, we. I, what the fuck are these delivery companies like? Cancel the route cancel it you can't have two people running it i'm sorry it's coming tomorrow when the person's not sick funny you bring that up so uh the nordic trek was supposed to be here after the salvation army came to pick up the couch okay nordic track calls nordic track delivery calls at like 9 30 in the morning and it's like hey we had some cancellations this morning we're gonna be here earlier we'll be there in 30 minutes no shit I was like, okay, we were fine. We had the the couch outside. But was already. that was it still within the window? No, fuck no. The window was from one to three, and they were like, oh. yeah, we'll be here at goddamn ten. Uh, I mean, good good news, bad news situation. We'll catch twenty two. Uh, their thirty oh, minutes. Michael Scott, you got caught up. <laughs> their thirty minutes turned into a Frank thirty minutes. So it was eleven <laughs> o'clock. They showed up. So I was like, all right, fair. All right, we we'd already had. Yeah, they might have gotten stuck on the bridge, man. I guess. Uh, so. I'm midway taking apart this giant ass box and getting all the fucking pieces out, which there are an embarrassingly low number of pieces to assemble the, in a fucking treadmill. Okay. In the big scheme of things, there's probably about 10 Four. things, 10 things to put together. And that's including oh, okay, covers okay. and wires and shit. Oh okay? shit. It took me 
four and a half hours, I think, to put this fucking wait, thing together. Wait, hold on. Wait one second. They deliver a treadmill and leave it in a box? Oh, yeah. Because Mrs. Bryan paid for the delivery, but opted out of the... How much would you say it would take to put something together? It's under $100. So I'm going to say... Forty-five bucks. Yeah, forty-nine ninety-five, and eight. No, Mrs. Brian's like Mrs. Brian goes. No, nah, I figure I'd save the fifty bucks. And at that's the, a two thousand dollar machine. What are we doing here? At the two hour mark, I told her I was like, "You, you owe me one hundred and fifty dollars for putting this fucking thing together because this Minimum. is taking me so long." Uh, and it wasn't like I, Lord. it wasn't like I was mechanically inept. Well, there was one part that it was like I was mechanically inept, but I gotta be honest, I was putting in screws at, dip, at weird ass angles to, no, to hide it's, them. It's mainly because when someone else is assembling it, they have two people. Yeah. And when they have two people, that is a 15 minute job because they level it. They hold each side and, oh, I'm gonna put this bolt in and then you go, okay, I'm gonna put this bolt in. And then the instructions literally will say, don't tighten either bolt. Tighten, like, Get the one bolt tight, like like loose fitting, and then put the other bolt in. And oh, you're like, God Frank. damn it. I'm going back and forth with an Ellen key because you guys don't want to fucking agree on shit. Oh, my God. I hate assembling shit. I well, fucking hate it. I have, che- I have cheats for some assembly things. So, I mean, I have a really badass socket set. I also have a really bad Allen key, badass Allen key set with, that have angled Allen's, Allen keys. Oh, nice. So, I can turn it at like a 45-degree angle and rotate, and it still tightens at the 90. So, it's like I, I have some things to my advantage. But to your point about tighten this, don't tighten this. I forgot. I, I misread the lines that I was on after I tightened everything down, and I read. I was just kind of looked down at the instructions, like, "Oh shit, I'm not supposed to tighten all these four bolts that it took me 20 minutes to tighten." So I loosened those back up, and then fucked up everything else after that. It was just a goddamn clusterfuck. So I had to then go back two steps in the middle. It was a whole. It was a goddamn mess. Yeah, I know. And then at some point, you get to the point where you're doubting yourself. I never doubted so you, myself. I doubted you, the instructions. I always blamed no, it on no, somebody I, else. No, I agree. But I'm saying you like you read them and you're like, surely not. Yeah. Then you reread them and you're like, well, I, I've been wrong on this. So then, then you're like starting to do this fucking dance. Yep. Between you and this assembly, and you're like, it's four fucking parts, ten instructions. What the fuck's going on here? And at some point, Frank probably the two hour mark walks away and goes, your treadmill's not working today. It's also not broken, uh, but I have zero ability to invest this much yeah. brain power into this fucking thing that, and then I would, then I would, I'd go with the dagger I'd be, and it could have cost us $50. I, I was I, honestly, if it was a hundred dollars, well worth it. 150 bucks. It's well at that it. point you're like what we spent 2 grand on this mm-hmm. and it's 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. At this point what's 50 bucks between friends? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was like what that's that's a that's a fucking bottle of wine and a case of beer. Like that's yeah. what that is. What the fuck are we doing? Sometimes here? it's the tip you give the delivery person for going up three flights of stairs if you're not the person helping them. Uh, if I oh dude <laughs> So the delivery guy, the delivery guys showed up and Mrs. Brian was kind of leery. She was like, you know, are they going to be wearing masks? Are they going to be doing this? I was like, yeah, they're, they do this all day. I'm sure they have to. And they're delivering to fucking, they're delivering Nordic tracks. It's not like they're goddamn delivering AR-15s. Like, let's take a second and understand who their clients are here. These guys showed up. It was rainy. And it was raining outside. These guys showed up, knocked on the front door, 
And as in the time it took me to get to the front door, they had put on booties over their shoes so they didn't trek anything into the house on top of like every other like safety protocol they could be doing. I was like, okay, these guys are all right. When instead of signing for the package, they had me just stick my thumb out and give the old thumbs up while they took a picture of my thumbs up in front of the pack, the, the box laying on the ground. God damn it. And I was like, that's it? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, you're yeah, not serious, not, are not you? you? No, you put it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, th- this isn't a signature. Um, this is going to be the last time that your hand's going to work properly because you're going to spend the rest of the day fucking putting this piece of shit together. Ranking fucking L&D. Good luck. Uh, so, yeah, I went grocery shopping in the middle of the fucking construction of this of this machine. You have to. I, you have to. Did I? Ha- I like, was about to lose so, my At mind. some point, something's going through a wall. Like it honestly, and it's not, it's not anger management. It is sheer fucking frustration with like put together an Ikea thing and, and try not to lose it. Like, dude, it's not, it's not about the instructions. Like the instructions are so detailed to the point where you're like, you're, you're skipping things. Because they don't they don't highlight like don't skip this step right um, because other steps are like uh, match blue to blue and you're like a oh, fucking that obviously that's how this happens right like apparently there are folks so bad and so I don't want to say dumb but like in a so mechanically non non mechanically inclined that they need they need to be told when to take a piece of wood and flip it. Yeah. Right. Um, so fair, maybe have like the speed setup instructions and then maybe have the, I don't know what I'm doing instructions, Yeah. but I get, I quit on the instructions. If they go, make sure part a and part a are put together. Now take part a and part a and put them at an angle. Now take part a and part a and take screw B. And I was like, you could have just told me, Put part A and A together in sequence and put a screw into part A for with part B. Like so those types of instructions, that's IKEA. Yeah. And I've never successfully now granted this doesn't speak well, no. but I've never su- successfully put together an IKEA set without the instructions, but I've always skipped a step where I'm like, okay, they're doing the same thing again. But then somewhere in there they're like, ah, gotcha here's part d that you didn't do before and you're like oh okay yeah fucker uh that's nice so they get you at some point those instructions get you and you just have to go through it like you're a fucking two-year-old because apparently 90 percent of the people who buy this shit are two-year-olds yep that's accurate i so, so i see i have no problem. inevitably 90 minutes into it i'm outside drinking a beer settling my nerves and i'm like i'll get to that tomorrow we don't need to talk about what just happened in here. We don't need to talk about why that looks the way it looks. I'm stepping away. Frank, <laughs> you have no idea. I haven't even gotten to when the Salvation Army showed up. God damn it. Let's These motherfuckers it. show up, knock on the door. <laughs> they ask me my name. My yeah. Did they come with a kettle? <laughs> Worse. <laughs> they came with an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> this dude shows up. And I had like moved Mrs. Brian's car out of the driveway, is parked down the street, so we can just you know, beep boop this thing onto a onto a furniture dolly and get this thing rocked out of there. 
They came in a Nissan Sentra. No, they came in a big ass box truck. This <laughs> dude's like, that would let's be take fucking a hilarious. Like, <laughs> we're just coming to look at the couch. Oh, were you there? <laughs> I'm sorry. Because this motherfucker shows up and he's like, all right, let's take a look at that couch. And I opened the door and I was like, I cleaned it last night. And I did. I took the like upholstery, you know, cleaner, clean the whole thing after I had vacuumed it. <laughs> Sir, this looks like a 25 year old. Couch. Yeah. And I go, I go, it's an old one. It looks like it's a 25 year old couch because like the, the upholstery is this like, Southwest, like dark blue and burgundy southwestern it's great, pattern. Though. It's oh, great, dude. The best, great couch. the best built piece of furniture I, we have in this house. It's, it's fucking insane. Um, he said have, which means salvation didn't take it. No, they did not. Because he goes, <laughs> he looks at it. He's like, all right, Mister Lesher, hate to hate to. I'm sorry, I have to do this, but we can't take this couch. And I go, why? <laughs> you are the Salvation Army. You have people go, who need a fucking pot the shit on yeah i go what? why not and he was like i go is it too old i was like what i can't it's not in bad condition and he was like yeah uh we have too many couches we would just end up sending this to the dump and i was like so you came here you drove your vehicle here <laughs> With space in it, because I could see the emptiness in the back of this box truck. Knowing you're coming for a couch. Did you just drive around all day? Oh, and he showed up like fucking two hours late, too. So he, uh, he's like, did you just drive around all day telling people no and taking pictures on this iPad of you like just telling people no? He's like, I'm real sorry. We just, you know, we just can't take it. And, uh, yep. And he just stops talking. I go, okay, so... Do you know any place that would? And he just starts rattling off names like I fucking have a pen and paper handy. He's like, yeah, the Hope Center of Arlington. This All the places that he's naming are not near me. And when I say not well, near also, me, I mean also, like 40 miles away. <laughs> we're talking about an organization that has so much fucking money, right? Like, okay, if you know the Hope Center's taking him, why are you sending shit to the dump? Yeah, take like, it to the fucking Hope Center. <laughs> exactly. And this motherfucker drove a box truck around knowing his daily driver. Yeah. Right? It's on a fucking iPad. This is my schedule. This is what I'm picking up. Oh, and they had us. And inter- he, it said couch on there or sofa or something. Yeah, it's, it, they had us fill out all this information about, like, how old is it? What what grade of condition would you would you consider this? And we were honest. We were, like, about a B. We'd give it a B. It's definitely not, that like. That was a solid B. Yeah, and I was, like, it's not, like, up-to-date or modern, but with a couch cover, it would still be usable if it were. Well, not even just fucking, that. Reupholster it if you want. Oh like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking like you're I'm going talking to if the Salvation like, Army and buying a thirty dollar couch. Yeah. Like if that's the 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 entry level price and what you're looking for, that's an A. Uh, so yeah, all this this dude shows up. He's like, ah, we can't take it. So guess who's got a fucking couch in their garage right now? Still, um, yeah. So uh, uh, now that Frank's Nissan Sonata or Nissan. Uh, uh, no, not Nissan. Uh, fucking Hyundai. Hyundai uh, Sonata has been sold. Um, uh, we're we're. Uh, let me just. I just want to cut this real quick. Come on down to Brian's Couch Barn. We got a single couch in the garage. You step on by and pick it up. I ain't even gonna charge you for it. You can just throw in the back of your Nissan Sentra, and we'll strap it down and put a flag on it so you don't get pulled over by the popo. Stop by Brian's house. He'll hit you. Hook you up with a couch. Boom. You know. That's 
annoying. Well, it's disappointing because the Salvation Army is, uh, in this country, it's seen as like a bastion of hope for people, yeah. which is fine. I don't mind. Like, I'm not going to shit on charities. Uh, some of them have religious ties that I don't agree with. Some of them have, you know, acceptance or entry criteria for homeless people that I don't agree with. But right. in the end, they help their group, and that's what it is, and that's okay. Um, there's, there's, there's focused attention on most needs and some of them aren't as big as they should be, but you know, I'm not judging charity. It's a very difficult business to be in, but the Salvation Army specifically is like the United Way. They're so big that you would think someone in that organization is going you know, if you've got an excess of access to materials and you've got a box truck already at the fucking front door, yeah, you take the couch and you tag it for hope of whatever Arlington mm -hmm. and they drop by the Salvation Army Distribution Center and they pick up once it. a week all the shit that you can't use. Yeah. But no, apparently this has <laughs> become another business, which is unfortunate. Oops. Capitalism is wanting to do. And they're like, we can't sell it. You're not about selling shit, motherfucker. No. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm so. I, oh. Yeah. That is disgusting. For him to turn away a perfectly good couch because they're just going to dump it in the trash is like, you don't see an issue with that? Like, That's... you are the largest donation center outside of Goodwill. Like, your man might even be bigger than Goodwill. Mm -hmm. But there's like three places that you call to get rid of shit. Yep. <laughs> and you guys don't share. You don't have access to a lower network of needs. Like, this is your only reason you exist. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I've spent the last week kind of looking through different ways of getting rid of a giant couch. And all of them wind up with me paying about $200 for somebody to come pick it up or yep. me renting a truck to take it to a dump to dump it myself, which equates to about 200 bucks. So, yeah, enjoy. Yeah. Oh, by the way, don't even get me into dumps. No. Like, that is a racket. What what trash sites are in general is a, is a fucking racket. Like, I had a, a, a just yard trash, right? Total biodegradable shit. Uh, they don't care what's in the back of your truck. No. They go, okay, a pickup truck, bed, 50 bucks. Yep. Uh, whatever you can fit in it. If it's appliances, it's per appliance, 75, 90 bucks, whatever. And <clears throat> they'll charge you. But then we have a new thing here, which I don't even know if it's legal. I don't even know what's going on. They will charge you if the shit isn't tied down correctly based on what they think is correct. Yeah. Okay. So I had an appliance in the back that I had tied back tight. Was it your to the back of the pickup? Was it your dishwasher? Yeah, but it wasn't high enough. No. Oh. <laughs> so the lady said, "Yeah, you need to have a strap over the, over the top." And I'm like, "What? It got here, like, didn't it?" This I mean, is Jesus a Christ. not even just that. This machine's like 200 pounds. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not going anywhere. This machine's not flying out of the truck bed. It needs to be secured laterally but vertically like for fucking what 
Yeah, if the truck flips over, least of my problems, the fucking dishwasher yeah, coming out of it. Yeah, the dishwasher is going to be a dent in the fucking side of my truck. So, in any case, she was like, yeah, no, it needs to have a strap over the top, and it needs to be strapped down and strapped tight. And I was like, I don't know. It's just like, it, it'll be an extra $30 because you didn't secure it correctly. I was like, oh, it's a test that you I'm already here. I've loaded the fucking thing. This is a fucking racket. Like, I didn't say it to her face, but in my mind, I was like, this is just a fucking extortion scheme. Yep. It's like, oh, it's going to cost you 60 bucks to get rid of the goddamn thing. You load it. You unload it. All we do is provide you a fucking trash can to do it. And you have to drive through this fucking weighted scale bullshit. Mm-hmm. God damn it. <clears throat> Brian, you've got me fired up. These two things are literally my arch nemesis. Like, <laughs> I am the fucker who goes and finds this free junk removal shit on Facebook. And I'm like, dude, you take this. You do whatever the fuck you want with it. I don't even care. Dump it in the river. Like, <laughs> process is so fucking infuriating. <laughs> this is a bunch of styrofoam. Just light it on fire. I do not care. <laughs> I uh, don't care. Oh, speaking it's, of. No, because every fucking thing in this country turns into a racket. Mm-hmm. It's not, no one's in it to be like. There's no altruistic reasons. No, no virtuosity, period. Yeah. Like, it's all how do I end up in Terrytown or Westlake or Highland Park? And that's it. And that is fucking, it, it drives me up the wall. Like, yes, we all want to make money. I totally, totally understand. But you're making money at the behest of taking advantage of people, lying to people in the case of trash companies. Like, that's not honest living. Like, yo, yeah, I'm a fucking, you know, I own this trash dump over there. Yeah. What do you do with it? You ship it off? Yeah. Where do you ship it? Hong Kong and just trash them? Okay. That's not trash recycling. It's not, you're just fucking up everybody. Like, I'm so done with it. I, dude, okay. So we have an independent trash company that does our weekly trash pickup. Okay. Now, most trash companies offer some sort of like monthly large trash removal, like uh, bolt pickup boxes or whatever the hell, you know, stuff that sits out, whatever. So our trash company, my trash company, um, waste management, which is a real fucking on the nose title. And it is, it is the largest waste company in America. These pieces of shit. Yep. Uh, two two points. In the last year, they've stopped bulk trash pickup because they can't take any more large trash. Because they don't have anywhere to ship it. They don't have any place to put it is what they're, they tell No, no, people. no. Ship it. They tell us put it. Um, but yes, correct. Um, so they've stopped doing bulk trash pickup. They've, they've stopped doing scheduled bulk trash pickup altogether. Yeah. Okay. They don't do recycling by us at all. So we can't recycle shit if we wanted to. Uh, which whatever, that's fine. Not my biggest problem. My biggest no, problem. Recycling's a fucking racket too. So. My biggest problem currently are the motherfuckers, and I trust. I understand that working as a trash operator on a trash truck is a very like that is that is a job that I love that someone else does and I respect them through the to the moon. But it is a decision after all. Like, nope. It is the decision the the decision that I that I fucking despise is the decision that these motherfuckers have taken that anything outside of the trash can is not theirs. Is not is they just leave Good it God, where they, where Brian. it's at. 
So, Frank, I have had to... Here's what I've done now. Because, you know, this time of year and, and with this fucking I treadmill... I stuff it like a motherfucker in yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, our pieces of shit trash people. If it doesn't come out the first flip into the old back of the trash truck... They just put it right back? Put it right back. So I have... I had a fucking... Almost a whole load of lawn clippings that it jam, I jammed into the tra- into the, the can just stuffed at the bottom of the trash on Friday afternoon when I got home. I was like, well, so half my trash didn't get picked up today. Awesome. But I still paid $17 or $22 a month, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, so uh, what I've started doing, I this treadmill came packed, like I said, a coffin's worth of fucking uh, cardboard. Just an insane yeah. amount of cardboard. Uh, but in that also came these giant styrofoam blocks that bricked yeah, up the end. Suck. Yeah, you know what I did? I went and bought some fucking acetone and melted them motherfuckers down. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I also learned that about each end of the treadmill has got these big styrofoam blocks on there, and they're literally like three foot by four foot blocks that are eight inches thick. Did you get about that much much styrofoam out of it? Oh, yeah, but also took an entire bottle of acetone, like 100% acetone from Walmart, to melt in, melt down one end of but the that's, things. That's the problem, right? Like, it's it's the profit driven motives that don't add up to services. Yeah, they well, don't they don't ever add up. Like, when's the last time you went to a a, a chain restaurant and felt like, man, <clears throat> that was worth my time. It was worth my money, dude. It's literally you. You could take Applebee's now. I know a lot of people don't like Applebee's. That's fine. Applebee's like Whataburger, like Taco Bell. It really depends on the location you have. But um, if you had a good Applebee's, which growing up we had a very good Applebee's, um, it was good. Like and 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 dishes were ten bucks, twelve bucks. You know, every, the whole family could eat for like sixty bucks. Um, that's, that's, that's a good night out for a family and it's a good night out and a good risk for a parent who doesn't know what the fuck their kid's going to eat and not eat. Um, so you're taking a $12 bet that they'll eat it. If they don't, you know, we'll grab a McDonald's on the way back, whatever. Um, today, try to get out of an Applebee's per person under 20 bucks. It's not possible. And then try to find a waiter that gives a shit. Try to find, you know, a quality of good that is worth the money you're paying, right? Like, it's as though anybody and everybody who operates these industries or these chains go to, I, I don't know, like the fucking discount Aldi down the store to get their ingredients that morning, um, hire underpaid staff who hate their jobs because obviously yeah because you're not um, paying them a fucking living wage and yeah, you're so, expecting them to make money off of tips so people just like pretend like this is normal yep and it's not normal like there are plenty of chain restaurants in Europe that you go to that you get proper service you get proper food it's it's a, it's a proper family experience for the money uh, and maybe it is a little bit more i don't mind paying more it's the fact that like they're owned by these massive fucking restaurant groups who are constantly about cutting costs. They're constantly about increasing margins and increasing profits. And there's a trade-off there. Like, if that is all America is focused on for the next 40 additional years, 
you will run this country into the ground. Like it's and it's it doesn't start with restaurants. I understand that, but it is a perfectly kind of boxed in narrative that everybody has experienced. And unfortunately, we blame the workers. Yeah. We don't blame the system that generates the employment of underpaid employees that are mad and angry and cutting food quality because it's too expensive to get the real food, right? Like doing that, that uh, shrinkflation shit. Um, it's, it's infuriating. And, and, and this country is honestly, that might be the, the one thing that <clears throat> is like, people need to understand why that's happening and not trust some, you know, overarching explanation of, oh, yeah, no, it's because, you know, during COVID, people just didn't want to go work in restaurants and now we can't find employees. No, you don't pay them shit. Right. Why would they come back? Yeah. Um, you know, food quality wise, yeah, you know, the prices went up, so we had to find different suppliers. No, 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 you didn't have to. You didn't have to. What you prioritized was every single customer in your restaurant instead of the quality of your food. So maybe your maybe your sales do decrease if you up the prices based on offering the same quality. Most people would say that's okay. But uh, on Wall Street, they would tank your stock for it. And that's who you care about, right? So if, if I mean, give, like, I'm sure McDonald's 40 years ago was a good burger. I'm positive of it. It wouldn't have grown to the level it's grown if it wasn't quality. But you go to McDonald's today and you tell me that's a good burger, you need your mind read. <laughs> uh, see, here's the deal. I was having a conversation with my neighbor, uh, number one Frank fan, Shannon himself. And uh, he is currently on a boycott of all restaurants out by our house, which is hilarious to me because anybody who's lived out here for any amount of time automatically understands why he's taking that stance. And the restaurants out by our house aren't necessarily all chain restaurants, or if they are chain, they're like Texas only chain. Yeah. You guys have a lot of Texas chains, not a lot of national change. And, and all of them fucking suck. Even the local, like the, the mom and pop run places fucking suck because in the end, like this is the stance that I've taken since moving to Texas 11 years ago. Now, uh, every restaurant in this state or at least this part of the state understands that, um, in the end there will be some other ass that will be sitting in that seat. No matter how I treat you, no matter what quality of food I slap down on the table, if you don't come back, someone else will, I don't give a fuck. And that is 99% of the restaurant experiences that I've had in this state. It, that's like any metropolitan area, dead ass. Like I, I can point but to I mean, a handful. Is, would you, could you blame them though? Because well, but you can, I mean, you that's it, it, that's been successful for them. It's worked in the past. So why? But it's why how the, it's it? how the entire industry works outside of fine dining. So it's 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 a problem because people are accepting shitty quality, and they're fine with it. Yeah, and and they're they're they rave over In and Out, but then they complain about how big the burger is. And you're like, motherfucker, In-N-Out can only 
give you that burger at that price because it's so small. Yeah. And so honestly, if, if you're in and eating- out gave you a water burger hamburger in and out would be goddamn $13 a burger. Yeah. And also, and I'd be happy to pay it. Nah, nah, man. I'm, see, I actually, that's part of the reason I like In-N-Out is because when I get done with their burger, I don't feel like I'm going to die. No, I understand. I understand. That's but a I'm different thing altogether. If the competition <laughs> was In-N-Out v. Whataburger and you put the two burgers, same size, whatever, yeah, I, I can, would pay yeah. for the In-N-Out at 13 right? Because I know they source their beef correctly. I know that happens. That's yeah. actually, Chipotle's kind of proven out that model. Yeah. They They've had to that. increase their prices every year. And people still go. So what's frustrating to me is like this total misunderstanding of why things and prices for things matter. And everybody's just focused on no price increases. Um, And they freak out about a little bit of inflation in a certain industry. It's pretty much explainable totally by kind of supply chain shortages or wage increases. And they freak out and you're like, guys, you're expecting a quality of good. Mm-hmm. And if you want that quality of good, as life goes on, there is a cost to it. Like, right. you know, you expect a, a raise. You think you're the only person in society worthy of one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it becomes this like treadmill. And for some reason, people in their minds just justify the $2.50 taco needs to be $2.50. I went, okay, there's a taco place here in Austin. You had it. Very- you, had, you had a perfect wrap up. You're like, it's a treadmill. And it was, that, was the, that was the finale. No, but this is the last example. This okay. is the last right. example. Right. I went to Veracruz Tacos, okay? Mm-hmm. And based on recommendations, they are very good breakfast tacos. I'm not sure that I would rave about them quite as much as people do. Um, but I, I started reading their reviews and all of the negative reviews for this taco joint was based on price. And I'm sorry, you, you don't get to review something based on, you paid the price. Right. Also, you have no idea how much it cost them to make that taco. Absolutely not a goddamn idea. <laughs> so, so, so they're like, yeah, well, you know, that breakfast taco is $3 and 50 cents. And that's just expensive for a taco. And I'm like, relative to what? Like, yeah. do you do you know what goods are in it? Like, they, literally, the review would be like, the tacos are great, but they're way too expensive. Three fifty a taco, whatever, whatever. The and I'm only like, well, clearly, that- motherfucker, they went from a trailer to two physical locations and three additional trailers. So you're the only fucker that thinks that. That's not a review. Yeah. If you're the only thing that can follow after the tacos were good, but the only thing that can f- feasibly be accepted there is but the way intolerant. The way <laughs> no, no, the waiter spitting my food on the way like yeah. <laughs> or like uh, the, I couldn't I couldn't even believe it. As soon as I tasted these tacos, I was like they're using fantastic bacon. Yeah. They're using really good uh, 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 quality refried beans if they're not making them themselves. Like they're, they're taking get, legit me like stretches to make a good, product. they're getting the price reviews. And I'm like, dude, That's if so you're dumb. not in the market for a taco at three fifty, why are you buying it? Also, who the, where the fuck are these people coming from? Because if I'm local, like truly local to that place, I'm all for a place raising their, the cost of their goods. Because that means that the area is affluent enough to fucking afford it, and therefore, like, the they they would pay to have the quality of food that they're serving at this restaurant. Like, I and would be if, for that. 
if if you went to Veracruz and there was someone standing there with a Kalashnikov rifle mm-hmm. forcing you to buy the taco, I could understand the review. <laughs> yeah, the review then has some merit. Your <laughs> review is strictly based also, on the price. Also, did you look at the does the menu have prices on it? Like I'm it sure ninety nine percent of them I'll do. I'll send you. I'll send you these reviews. Ninety five percent of them are. I can't believe this is a three dollar taco, and I'm like, you don't have to believe it. You paid it. Yeah, no, like, you, they, they you were, did, no one forced you to pay it. They I'm happy to pay three dollars for the fucking taco. You do, don't have to. Taco Casa. Do they have Taco Casas down there? Where you? No, we don't. Also? Okay, so Taco Casa is. Mrs. It sounds made up. Mrs. Brian. Mrs. Brian fucking hates the place mainly because the first time we went there, we lived in Denton, and uh, we had very little to no money at the time, and we okay. went, and they have like seven menu items. Okay. And okay. at the time, we were very young in our culinary like ex- adventures. So we saw it, we're like, we were used to, I mean, tacos, Taco Bell, baby. That's what we, I mean, like, you can get 95 different menu items on there. They have the same three ingredients, but there's 95 menu items. This place has six, I, 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 literally less than 10 items on their menu. That's great. I love uh, it. Yeah, we should. You should love it because that means they do 10 things pretty really well. good. Pretty, I don't know. They well, do, I mean, they do three things really well. As as good as you can expect from a taco. From a taco like, joint, yeah. So, but their tacos, their soft tacos are like two sixty nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking like fast food drive through taco. You're like, well, on a Taco Bell, I can get three tacos and a drink for like four ninety nine. So, what the fuck are we doing here? Here's the deal, Taco Casa, and this is a this is ordering off the menu. This is a real foodie insight. So, t- listen up, kids. Go to Taco Casa. Get yourself a soft taco. Order that motherfucker with no lettuce. Okay? Why Lettuce is just a pretend ingredient. It is. Taco. It really is. It's What it is. You're is, already ordering a taco. It's right? roughage so you don't fucking die, I think, is what it is. That's their thought. I mean, They're like, the, the, the shell is lard well, with some flour in it. Soft taco only with no lettuce. So what they do, soft taco doesn't change. The, the size of the tortilla doesn't change. The amount Gosh. of meat doesn't change. Okay? But they still got to take up space. So what Taco Casa does is they use cheese to fill up that space. So basically, you're ordering double cheese, soft taco. And that might sound gross if you've been to Taco Bell and you've eaten their cheese. And I'm doing air quotes. Cheese. Yeah, I mean, it's probably... It's sketch at best. Taco Casa hand grates all of their cheese fresh. Oh, huge difference. Dude, best fucking soft taco I have ever had out of a... eaten in my car what's the price two like i said it's like 269 a taco yeah yeah. and the 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 meat not terrible you can tell it's actually hamburger meat you know what i mean like and it's not coming out of a and that's okay so not even just that they overspice the other shit because it tastes like nothing oh yeah um so it's yeah yeah i mean i think i think more of the story here is as always you get what you pay for i understand the need for cheap food i'm not i'm not trying to dish cheap food right but if you knowingly go order something that to be honest i mean if you spent any effort at home to make it would cost you 25 cents to 50 cents a right. taco and would be easy <laughs> as fuck and it would still um, be good relatively healthy fucking ingredients precisely so now now you are choosing to purchase this outside of the house yep which you know is going to cost additional money um you if 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 you're railing over someone charging 350 a taco and you're used to paying a buck 75 or two uh you really need to kind of reevaluate things it makes 
zero sense. Um, it's especially the fact that you bought it. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't understand. Dude, it's as that, soon as you put the money down, you're done. That you, you can't complain. You can right. Yeah, that, that, you're exactly right. You can no longer complain about the price aspect of this transaction because you fucking you've set that aside. You have agreed yeah. upon a fucking amount for this transaction. Boom, done. Okay, can can you come back and then say you know? I've had better $3 tacos in my life. That you can. Yes, you can. You can do that. Yeah. But you cannot go. I've had better... Uh, well, I am I am so fucking angry because I paid three fifty a taco, and the taco I spent $2 on was miles better. It's like, okay, dude, uh, it, maybe it was miles better. Tell us where to go for Tell a $2 right. taco that's miles better. Yep. But your complaint on the price holds no water because you fucking paid it. Bro, I mean, like, you you uh, you paid it. Now it's you're now you're getting into the same argument that we like. There was like almost the one of the first arguments or like discussions we've had on this podcast, which was, I don't want to pay more than ten dollars for a six pack of beer. Like, okay, cool. You don't have to pay more than ten dollars for a six pack of beer. You it's can get a you. good ten dollar, you know, six pack of beer. But like, if you taste something, you're like, oh, it's terrible. Why? Because I paid more for it, or I paid you know x amount of dollars for it. Okay, but was it worth the money? Because I remember in, uh, in my dumbass, as much into beer as I was and am, I remember when Parker was like, "Yeah, but like that's still three dollars a pint." If I went out to a bar, I would be ordering three dollar mm-hmm. pints all day, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that fucking makes so much sense." Well, so, like, so not only that, like I do remember that argument, and it was like, if you're going to buy. Because I, I think I brought up the electric jellyfish. Yeah. And if if you go buy the four pack of the pints and you pay the twenty bucks that it costs, um, you did that. Now, your your cost comparison there cannot be. Oh, I had a beer at ten that was better because it was cheaper. Right. That can't be um, the win. That can't be the win. It quality no. better than the, to your point. Let me know what I should be drinking instead of electric. Yeah, your review sucks dick. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I drove a Kia Soul that was better. Like, uh, okay. okay, well, we were driving four-wheelers, so I guess. Yeah, like, I don't really whatever. understand. I'm not getting the same satisfaction out of a Soul. Yeah, it's uh, not, It's I can't I can't fucking jump the shit out of this Kia Soul. Yeah. I, mean, I can, but it's and, not going to end well. But that's the kind well. of reviews people leave, right? It's like, this place is too expensive because I once drove a Toyota Corolla that was better than this fucking land cruiser. And you're like, okay, I mean, maybe you did doubt Uh, it, but cool. Let me, let me know and I'll go try it. But these are the one, two star reviews. Like I guarantee you go read them. 99% of the people who are pissed at food joints that are literally mom and pops. I mean, it's about price. mm -hmm. It's about, uh, 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 Mainly price. Like I was gonna say price. Start with price. Price and then availability. Like I just wish yeah, oh, I had a cheese quesadilla. They didn't have this. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wanted a cheese quesadilla, and they gave me a cheese quesadilla with sauce. Fuck yeah. out of here. Shut up. You know what, Frank? You bring up a good point. It would be really awesome because reviews just in general suck. Like they I end up just so listening. To, like if I if I travel someplace and I know someone lives there or has visited there, I ask them. I'm like, hey, what would be a cool place to go? And wouldn't it be awesome if there was an application that you can just open up on God your phone? It, and then you, 
you could just look and see what your friends thought of each of these places. That is still a genius idea. And then when you look at the application and you're like, oh, I'm looking for uh, good burger joints. Uh, The best burger joints, according to my friends, are like show up in larger like fonts or Mm -hmm. larger icons. And then I click into it. The pins. Oh my God, that's such a good idea. And then like, you know, you, you just, Maybe we delete all reviews in uh-huh. 30 days and then regenerate and then regenerate them. them. That way, you don't have any like four-year-old reviews when it was owned by like three, you know, three managers ago yeah. or whatever. That would be such a cool idea. I just wish someone would do that. I'm, I wish someone had that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, then maybe it. like they had a kiwi as their. As I their still mascot. can't even believe that that didn't work. I like uh, uh, everybody. Okay, so. I did I did receive a job at my current employer because I told them about my work within uh applications on iPod or on uh, Apple and Android. It's called devices. Pinpoint Me. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. Matter of fact, I think there's still a video out there of screenshots and and uh no, my thing, wonderful voiceover. Worked. It was awesome. It yeah. was really like legitimately cool. Fantastic yeah. idea. Uh the geniuses that came up with it and just I I'm blown away. I, I'm blown away how they're not, you know, they're probably billionaires at this point. I would hope so. Land yachts. Um, that's what they do. They don't even do water yachts. We're just, they just do land yachts. Yeah. <laughs> land boathouses. Matter of fact, I got one in my garage. Um, yeah, what? it's, you know, but I still think that thing has total feet. Like it's. Yeah, it does. Um, it, the, it, there's there's going to be a break point in uh, social media in general where there is a not a collapse but an uh, a deflation. Of well, it's people outward, just won't believe it anymore. Yeah, like outward outward influence will not be a thing soon. Yep, and you'll have you'll have smaller spheres of influence that will mean a lot more, which is I think what the internet could like started out as being and will eventually go back to. Yeah, it it kind of makes the role of influencers more important but also very scary yeah um so i I think it's interesting right like i'm not going to call out any names but influencers villain no no (laughs) but in the beer community specifically right like influencers there was an incident today and i'm not going to say names but um there was a bit of a beer shaming incident in terms of Someone thought that they had a pretty good craft beer hall, and they got publicly shamed by a pretty big influencer in the beer community. And it was unnecessary on the influencer's part. Um, they claimed that they were making a joke. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. The first joke didn't read like a joke to me. Um, but more importantly, they kept going with it. Um, and unfortunately there was an ex- the guy lost his temper and there was some words exchanged Wait, was that was this, unnecessary. Was this on Twitter? Yeah, uh, it happened on Reddit. Oh, okay. But, um, it happened with someone that you know very well, um, had met in person before, but oh boy. it was, it was unfortunate because I don't think that they ever understood the optics of what was going on. But more importantly, they thought that they had convinced their audience of a certain level of, you know, um, discourse that was like funny. Hmm. But in this case, was not funny at all. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and it it, it 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 scared. It frightens me for 
not the people because I think people are smart enough to where they're uncomfortable in scenarios like that. But for the influencers who I don't think they truly understand, um, they're not just a voice in a room. Um, if they have an audience, they need to be really careful what they express. More importantly, what they choose to get involved in. <laughs> well, I mean, that goes back to the reason that uh, we fucking hate Joe Rogan. You don't understand the power of your fucking platform. You don't yeah. understand that you, you just, just because off. just because you don't take yourself seriously doesn't mean that there are not hundreds of people who do uh, or in fucking Mr. Rogan's uh, case, millions of people who do take you deadly serious and yeah. uh, will follow you to the end of the world. Uh, that's wild that that person is at the forefront of this because that person is very kind. So it's weird that that happened. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if uh, the person who you just mentioned had a negative interaction with another human on the internet before it could, it, to the, absolutely. Before, prior to this. I, absolutely. And, and be, mm, interesting. I'll, that's, that's wild. Yeah, give it a look. Give it up. Maybe you interpret it differently, but I think it happens often in in spheres of influence like it, this this just struck me today and mm -hmm. it and it's okay you know like i'm not judging a person because i understand interactions on the internet can be heated for no fucking reason yeah but it's it's unfortunate that people the social media gets people convinced that they can without consequence go into these heated discussions call people names and then long term like they want to it's kind of like dancing on a grave you know it's like oh i did this look at this this was so great like you know hmm. um this this wasn't heated until you try to make this person you you try to kind of uh like kind of the old stone cold stunner you know uh -huh. um that was unnecessary well, you didn't need to go there um, you could have just said, hey, that's not what I meant. Um, I apologize if that's how you interpreted it, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like, even if the person came out heated, you you have your platform to uphold. You don't need to go down this fucking rabbit hole with this person. Yeah. And it seems as though so many of these personalities choose not to take the high road. Like, you made a comment. You don't have to own up to like being wrong. Like if you intended it to be a joke, just say, "Hey, I'm really sorry. This got you triggered. That's not what I meant." Yeah. But instead, we went down all this other fucking path of like, you know, shit that wasn't even in this conversation, but now is. Um, so that there's some victory in it. I, I mean, just be a little bit more humble about it. Um, that that literally this this interaction could have ended right at her for at their first second comment you know they made the first comment intended it as a joke second comment irrespective of what was said that triggered the individual could have been hey i'm really sorry that's not what i meant but instead we went down a path that just no one wanted to walk down wow that's unfortunate um yeah i i will say this um i've it's very easy for me to stop caring what other people think about uh, my beer selections, my beer choices, because I I feel 
I'm gonna go ahead and well, say I, this. I, I feel like I feel like I'm talking doing this for so long. How, what are you gonna tell us? Like we've had nights where we drank fucking malt liquor. Like yeah. who no, gives a shit? Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Of like, I feel like Ron Swanson when I walk into a beer place now, where they're like, "Hey, can I help you find something?" And I ju- I look at them and I have to fight the urge to say, "I know more than you." Stop. And like, <laughs> I, and it's not because I know more about whatever beer they're selling. It's because I know 1000% more about what beer I like to drink. What I want. Yeah. And like, if you don't have, if you like, that's the beauty of learning uh, about a new hobby is if you find a place that uh, you can tell some, you can tell a rep uh, like what your, what your interests are or what you like seek in fla- like flavor wise, they can mm-hmm. suggest things for you. You're not going to fucking suggest something to me that I don't either already know about or won't like find naturally on my own because I'm looking for XYZ style. At, at, at a beer store. Like, yeah, at a beer totally store. Agree. I, I, I mean, if I'm at a brewery that they're brewing styles I've never heard of, I, I would love that recommendation. But you know I, what, I Frank? I would also love to try those beer styles that I've never heard of. Like, come on. Let me see what, no, what sure, your interpretation I'm, of a Lichten beer is. Love to taste it. No, but I'm sure if we went to, like, like when we went to... to, to uh, now, if they're brewing a style that I've never tasted personally, then that, yes, I'll okay, go so there. Okay, that's what I'm talking about, like Skull Mechanics. Yeah, when they right? had a... Like, yeah. They 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 had styles that you you know about, but you don't oh, fuck like, yeah. know they're, what they're doing they're, with it, right? Like check that's dark what lager. It's like check dark lager all day. I'll fucking try it because I've read about it. It sounds fucking amazing. I've heard reviews about it. It sounds amazing. I'll give it a shot. But don't fucking don't tell me. Well, actually, if you <laughs> what you're really looking for is gonna be a barrel aged stout. And what they do is they take a stout. And they put it in a barrel. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I don't care if it's goddamn Michter's barrels. It doesn't fucking matter. It's going to goddamn taste oxidized if you haven't fucking taken care of it. I, I don't don't really want to taste it. However, yep. the way this night's going, I might taste a bourbon brand county stout by the end of the oh, night because I've got one of those in the fridge from this year. Uh, but right now, I'm going to do... I'm going to do... All tech. I'm going to do a little something special we haven't done with just the two of us in a while. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for a beer count. Listen to this track. Beers. Frank, what do you want? Are you still on the first one there? Still nursing that one? Yeah, so for the cast one, Ooh, we got the Yingling. Are we doing pre-cast counts like we used to in the old days? Yeah, I mean, I had some Yingling before. Okay, two so tree, two tree Yinglings before. Three Yingling, nice, and, and, and a white claw on the on the way out. I what? Was with the neighbors, <laughs> yeah. You had a white claw on the drive home. You know how no, that goes. Yeah. Oh, dude, I got to tell you a story about for the road. Okay, this, this shit. <laughs> so you you've had three Yingling, a white claw, and. What what did you have to kick stout. off a stout? Yeah, the oh yeah the Brooklyn stout. Yeah. Okay, I uh, I'm gonna say I'm on beer three because um, I, you know kicked it off with the old old fezziwig and then I opened up 
Brian, this beer is like a 12 percenter. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, okay, it's, I know. It's 10.1, and it's in a 22-ounce <laughs> bottle. It's Sisyphus. Oh, that the, is a great beer. The barley wine from Real Ale. I've had three bottles of you this know, this year. and it's You know how difficult so those beers are to get? Uh, Not. Come on up to Denton County. To Denton oh, County. Dude, down here, it is very difficult to get a... a the bomber of the Sisyphus sells yeah. out so quick. Uh, so... You, uh, any of you know uh, real ale? Is there an HEB? I don't know if that might be a reason. Well, they uh, so total wine here in Denton. Every time I've gone in, they've had Sisyphus, and it's like six ninety nine a bottle, and I pick one up every time I go in. So six ninety nine. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, because you're getting yeah, basically either. two two pints or two two pours. Yeah, no, real it. ale is a legit craft macro brewer. Like they uh, are. Well, for the state of Texas, because I don't yeah, think they go outside Texas. of Texas, and they're smart about it. Well, they're totally smart about it. Anybody who knows their packaging, uh, their bottles especially, know that under their cap, they have the name of a Texas city or town. Uh, and famously, uh, my cousin tagged us on Instagram a while back with a, a Buda cap. And he said, shout out to Frank. From- <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, that, I mean, I that was years that. ago at this point. But That's awesome. Uh, this one that I got tonight has got Kyle on it. So I feel oh, like neighbor town. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, and what's weird is, okay, so like I said, if you don't know, now you know. If you open up a, a real ale bottle, check under the cap and just see what, what town name is on there. This one tonight, I actually had to take my thumbnail and scratch off the white like inner oh, lining. It was, covered. it was covered up, but I was like, I know it's in here, so I scratched it off, and it revealed Kyle. So shout yeah, out to great. Kyle. Two miles south. That's this fantastic. beer is so fucking good. It is. It is really good beer. Ten percent barley wine can't be better than that. Oh wait, it can no, be. And it's a good barley wine. Like it's not one that's overly sugary. Like it's good. So here's the deal. I know that our fellow castmates are kind of behind in listening to uh, our current episodes. I I, re- I really need to message Derek and see if he remembers what barley wine we used to drink on a regular basis. Because I'm almost positive it was Sisyphus from Real Ale because it came in a six pack. I know I know there was two beers. There was Devil's Backbone, which was a triple. I think it was Devil's 9%. 9% but there was a barley wine that we used to drink in a six pack that was a blonde barley wine. I'm almost positive it was a blonde barley wine. I don't think I've ever seen Sisyphus in a six pack. Okay, well, back in the day, there was a blonde barley wine in a six pack, and I'm almost positive from it Real was Ale. from Real Ale, and it was labeled Sisyphus. Could be, could uh, be. Here's the deal: if they named it a blonde barley wine, I think it would do just as well, if not better, than what it currently does. Because while this qualifies as a barley wine, because barley wine is a very generic and open interpretation of American style ale and or like high alcohol British style ale. This one is really, really light compared to other barley wines that I've had. And it's not sweet. Like no. I like the fact that it's not that sweet. So here's the thing. Most like, of the barley wines that I've had that get up to that 13, 14, it's too much. It's it's you're drinking syrup. At well, that point. and that's the, that's the thing. If you make it a traditional barley wine, like a traditional uh, English barley wine, toffee, toffee is mm-hmm. not sweet. Chocolate toffee is sweet. But toffee itself is not sweet. It is it's sugary, but it's, it's not salty. Clo- it's it's not cloyingly sweet. Yeah. Which is what a lot of people have a hard time dealing with. And when I say British barley wines and I talk about toffee, you're like, oh wait, but there's no caramel in that. That means it's not like a vanilla sugary taste. Yes, exactly. That's why British barley wine is fuck or English barley wine typically is more appealing to people, especially wine drinkers. Yep. Um, as I found out on New Year's Eve in two thousand thirteen. Anyway. 
Um, I wanted to transition when you were talking about uh, like really, we were talking about food and, and paying for really good food. We just had a big food holiday, Frank. And I know that, oh, that like that this has been something that we've, we've always discussed on the cast. Um, famously, uh, Frank discussed his disdain for white gravy after one, after one Thanksgiving where a, a, an unfortunate, uh, listen, we're not talking about meat gravy. We are talking about literal, I'm about to cook some flour and make a gravy out of it. Mm. Gravy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I want to be very clear on that because that is not fucking gravy. Well, okay, so here's the deal. I had a gravy incident. I had a gravy gate pop up this year at our Thanksgiving, okay? Not oh. exactly the same, but I felt bad that it happened all, all nonetheless. In hindsight. Yeah, in, in distant hindsight, okay? Like I had to sleep on it two, three nights, and I was like, I kind of feel bad about this. So, um... It's a big deal this year. I don't know if you follow our Instagram at No Beer Left Cast. I, I posted. I do, a, I do. I posted about my story. Oh, I, Frank, this wasn't directed at you. This is talking at the at the at the people. I know you are a loyal loyal follower of No Beer Left Cast on Instagram, um, but I posted about it on Friday uh, on Black Friday, if you will. Um, that uh, I was very, or I guess it was Thursday night. I was I was very happy that in, in celebrating the fact that my in laws, my family, asked me to prepare the main course for Thanksgiving dinner, which is a big-ass deal. My, that is a big deal. My, my family would never ask me to prepare a fucking main course because I use, como se dice, spices in my food, and uh, that's not something that they typically go for over there, if you know what I mean. Anyway, um, I also... Yeah, middle Oklahoma is not exactly where... North you Texas know, either. Sp- it's not the spice route. No. no. But that, I mean, Dallas at least has some restaurants. <laughs> Dallas has some restaurants owned and operated by people who are not from Dallas that are yeah. really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, my in-laws decided to go non-traditional Thanksgiving food, which I'm all for because yep. turkey can only be cooked so many ways. And honestly, when you've had it for over three decades of your life, you're just like, I fucking, I'm done with turkey. I'm done with it. Yep. I'm done with it. You, Got you, it. You, yeah. So... My mother-in-law asked me to prepare a roast, okay? Now, when people think of roast, they're like, oh, cool, big-ass cut of meat, done in the oven for a while. She like didn't a chuck roast, something she, like that. She didn't ask for that. She asked for what I made for my daughter's birthday, which I told her immediately. I was like, okay, so you remember, I put that meat with pickled red onions, cilantro, and uh, like sriracha mayo on a taco, that's how I, pre- I prepared that, or prepared and served that meat. She's like, yeah, 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 but the meat was so good. We want you to make that for Thanksgiving. I was like, okay, well, that's Korean beef is what I made. I basically, I made Korean shredded beef tacos. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, but it's so good. Just make that. Okay, cool. I was like, I need a chuck roast. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Doesn't have to, like, just make sure, I mean, for the number of people. The fattier, the better. Well, in the number of people that we were serving, I was like, get it to be about four and a half pounds, and then I'm going to super trim it which means I take all the fat off, and if there are any tendons, I cut that out. And honestly, when it cooks, I cook it in an instant pot, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chunk it in, in small, small pieces anyway when it goes into cook. So honestly, cheap is fine. And easy as hell. Frank, my mother-in-law bought a fucking four-pound, like, one of the nicest cuts of like nicest roasts I have ever seen in my life. Intermuscular fat all over the place. 
a one tiny tendon that ran through the bottom like th- like eighth of this roast and uh she was like yeah the the guy the, the butcher at, at sam said this is a really good cut and i was like yeah no this is an amazing cut of meat she's like almost no fat so you don't have to trim anything i was like okay all right so i went over the night before uh thanksgiving and i was like okay so i'm gonna go ahead and trim up the meat now and we're gonna salt brine it and she was like okay i prepared a bath and i go pour it out we don't need that we're dry brining, we're dry brining this thing uh so she was like okay let me get it out of the fridge she's like it's been defrosting since sunday and i was like it's been what now that's four days for red meat oh damn four days and it was frank four pounds four it was it was like five something pounds before i trimmed it uh four days still frozen i go did you turn this at all she was like no i put it on the plate and i was like what okay all right so i i pick it up i i take it out let it let it sit on the counter while we're eating dinner and everything and uh i was like so i was like so let me go ahead and start trimming this up she's like well well, you want me to get the salt out? I got pink Himalayan sea salt. And I go, okay. Nope, not what I need. Doesn't work. I go, I don't I don't want to use it. I need kosher salt. Yeah, I go, I need kosher salt because I texted her all the ingredients that I needed. And she's like, yeah, I got it all. I was like, well, kosher salt's kind of a big deal. Uh, if if I had known you didn't have it. Pink Himalayan sea salt has no salt flavor. Is, <laughs> is not the properties that we need no. to create a like an osmosis effect to draw the liquid no. out of this fucking meat. Fine, don't worry about it. I was like, do you have a baking rack? She's like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I go, give me a baking rack and a, and a pan, a sheet pan. That's it. That's all I need. She's like, all right. And so I start trimming the, the meat. Cause, so I cook everything in, a, in an Instant Pot. You yeah. don't need that meat, that fat, the fat caps to render. You don't need it. Because like, no, because it, it's the pressure. It's, it it's, yeah, you're cooking in a vacuum. It's going to, it's going to melt down. The meat's going to melt on its own. It's fine. So it was like, and that's why the cheaper the cut, the better. As I'm cutting this, I realize this is like fucking prime cut roast. I mean, it's fucking nice. It's nice ass cut yeah. of meat. Like I said, the, the little tendon running through the bottom bottom part of it, I know cut off a big chunk of, of cost, according to the butcher, who also told her she should be cooking with this like dry rub fucking bullshit. I was like, okay, so I one. I don't see you talking to a butcher. I think you're 1000% making this whole conversation up, but that's fine. <laughs> we don't need any of that. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, you asked me to fucking cook this. What are we doing here? I gave yeah, her the benefit of the doubt. Don't give me crowd level feedback. Gave her the benefit of the doubt. I was like, she's just, just trying to help. Okay. First time I'm cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Like they let me carve shit for the first time last year. So I felt oh, like, dude. okay, well get, get me, once we're done with this conversation, let's do the carving conversation. Oh yeah, sure. We could, we do that because, I blew their mind when I set their electric knife down and I was like, yeah. I don't need this <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm preparing the meat and I'm, I'm pulling out their chef knife and I'm, I'm cutting off the fat and my mother-in-law is freaking out. She's like, that's the flavor. I was like, normally I would agree with you, but we're not cooking steak. That's not what we're doing here. And she's like, Oh, I don't know about all this. I was like, all right, fine. Whatever. You don't have to. Did you I have do. the tacos last time? Yeah. I was like, you remember those tacos you raved on about? <laughs> this is how, it this happens. is how it happens. So shut up. So I cook it all. All right. I cut it all and I, I wrap the meat up. She's like, Oh, don't you want to boil that down for the dogs? I go, do you normally boil down fat for the dogs? And she looked at me <laughs> like, this is the first time anyone's ever called her out on not <laughs> fucking boy. I was like, lady, I, I you your your version of shredded chicken comes out of a can. Don't sit here and fucking 
fat shame me for throwing away carved off fat. <laughs> Would you ever serve fat to dogs? I was like, I Straight go, up fat. I go, what? And she was like, well, you know, you boil down the, the fat off the meat and then you just take the chunks of meat and you give it to the dogs. And there was probably very little meat. Yeah, because I'm not a fucking idiot when I was carving off the fat. Like, oh, I was like, this is just fat and silver skin. That's all I cut off this roast, oh, which is like, dogs will hate it. yeah, I was like, there's nothing here. Anyway, I go, are you going to boil down the, the fat for the dogs? You do you. And she looked at me. I was like, cause I'm not, and I'm not giving my dog any of that because he doesn't need it. He eats dog food, which is what dogs eat. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not seeing the connection here. So I, anyway, throw it on a uh, baking sheet, and I put it in the refrigerator. She's like, oh, let me get you some saran wrap to put on that. I go, do not put any saran wrap on that. She's like, we just have raw meat sitting in the fridge? I go, yes. What, what do you do? She's like, oh, I put saran wrap on it. I go, well, cool. That further explains why we still have a four-day-old frozen roast in our refrigerator, doesn't oh. it? And she looked at me, and she was like, oh. I go, and we put it on a baking rack so air circulates all around it. And she's like, this is just scientific. I was like, no, it's fucking common sense. What are we doing here? I'm looking around like I'm, I'm, I'm the crazy one, okay? Anyway, let's fast forward. She just questions thaws out. Just questions all around through the entire fucking process. And I know, Frank, I don't think I don't now, know. It, it, did she ever get you to the point where she goes, You need to write down this recipe for me? No. No, she oh, okay. she did worse than that, Frank. More offensive than that. It was because if she had asked me, I could have just taken a picture of the recipe on my phone because I brought my recipe book over to make sure I didn't miss any steps because it's Thanksgiving main course. I want to make sure I don't yeah, fuck this up. You gotta get it done. Now I'm cooking this thing, and I tell her from the get, I was like, hey, we're going to have a sauce that goes along with this because as this cooks, it's going to it's going to have a nice sauce. Yeah. And I was like, and I put some cornstarch and some spices, you know, my, my little custom blend oh, here. Good. And it, yeah, it goes really well, and it thickens up, and it's a nice little sauce. She's like, well, I made gravy. I go, why'd you make gravy? <laughs> She's like, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have asked why you made gravy, but it came out before I said anything. I was like... I told you last night we were making sauce. Why did you make gravy? She's like, well, for the mashed potatoes. I was like, this is going to be way better than your gravy on the mashed potatoes. She's like, well, don't you think that we should maybe incorporate a little bit of the sauce into the gravy? I was like, yeah, sure. Oh, you no, just wait, wanna... wait, wait, wait. Was this a white gravy? No, it was not. It was <laughs> okay. It was brown gravy, but I'm going to be, I think I was from a packet. I think I was a packet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, anyway. Probably. So I make the, I make the, I make the meats. And I mean, honestly, this is way more meat than I had ever made in a fucking instant pot before. Yeah. And you may not be familiar with instant pot, like meat cooking, but it's, there's a science to it. You have to brown it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to sear it first, cut it up, add your veggies, get a nice sauce going, throw everything in and then get it sealed up. And it cooks for quite a long time because instant pots typically work like eight times faster than a crock pot. So do that math in your head, like a six hour chicken like shredded chicken recipe yeah, so you're you're at korean beef probably like 45 minutes to an e hour exactly i i set this one to 48 minutes because there's a little bit a little bit more meat than what i used i'm used to cooking i want to make sure i didn't have any undone parts or whatever it was perfect timing yeah. perfect cut i pulled the chunks out shredded them all put them back in after i mixed in the cornstarch and uh, honey and spice recipe that i put together because my secret frank <laughs> insider secret here you don't use don't use brown sugar in your Korean spices, okay? Because okay. Korean barbecue, they always say add brown sugar White to add sugar. the sweet. Yeah, or brown sugar, either way. Add honey. 
real honey. Yeah, it makes sense. So fucking good. So goddamn good. It makes total so sense. Subtle, subtle sweetness that still yeah, adds yeah, yeah. the savory. It's fucking awesome. Anyway. No, we did. I, I, I actually, that's funny you say that because I can't remember exactly what recipe it was, but um, we made it one time with the white sugar. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I told my wife, like, next time it's 100% honey. Like, there's no way. This is way too sweet. Yep. Um, I mean, even, it's, I, I think some of the recipes are probably more focused on like dark brown sugar or honey. Um, I think it's just kind of luck of the draw on that. But yeah, hundred percent. If they say white sugar, do not do that. I mean, for you, anything you want that's like any granulated savory. sugar, <laughs> fuck out of here. Do yeah. do honey and cornstarch and your spices. You'll be much happier. So I did that, Frank. I'm gonna be dead ass with you. This no cap. No no cap here, y'all. There were no fucking leftovers. <laughs> it was Good. A four pounds of fucking cooked meat, and there were nice. not a scrap left from... Four, That's the best feeling, dude. Four, five adults and a kid. Oh, uh, shit. You guys hammered it. Oh, dude. It, it was... That's how goddamn good it was. At one point, so we made homemade mashed potatoes which i'm a big yeah. fan of like and i even oh, yeah. i even offered to bring my my instant pot over so we can make instant pot mashed potatoes which are also really fucking good and easy to make uh, uh who, who, who i mean who nowadays in their right minds are buying the dried idaho packs of mashed potatoes and reconstituting them anybody looking right now i do i do that sometimes Really? It's dude, it so here's the deal. When I just I'm, don't find mashed potatoes that time consuming. I don't find instant mashed potatoes that off putting for certain occasions. If I'm cooking for a, a, a house full of people, yeah, I'm doing real mashed potatoes. But if I'm cooking for because Mrs. Brian doesn't eat mashed potatoes, it's rare that she mm, eats okay, mashed potatoes. Fair. So if I'm cooking for my kiddo and myself for mashed potatoes. You just make the instant. Instant mashed potatoes. I don't give a fuck. Less but than five minutes. how long does the instant take? Less than five minutes. Okay. So it's, it is truly instant. It I is. guess I can see, because you put boiling water in it, right? That's it. You just boil water and you can do that literally any time. And it's only yeah, two yeah. cups. So it boils really quick on the stove and you just literally no. dump the powder in, mix it up and you're done. Which okay. again, like I get it. It is. I can see it, but it's, it's, they are real potatoes. They're potato flakes. So yeah. it's not, it's not fake. I just never, I guess I've never bought it because I never thought real mashed potatoes were that difficult. And they're or not. Or that time consuming. They're like not. Just, they have, in general, just never bothered. They're to not. Try but it. honestly, like, I also, mashed potatoes are one of those things that I don't really plan on unless I'm cooking you for a household of people. And, and yeah. like, I, I, and so having potatoes on hand all the time, I don't need them. So it's not that. I'd much rather just have instant potatoes sitting in the pantry and throw them on when I got it. Anyway, all that to say my fucking sauce kicked the living shit out of my mother-in-law's gravy. Okay. To the point. It always will. Like it always, it's got beef fat in it. What is she even trying to do here? (laughs) Like beef fat and, and honey. What? Yeah. Were yeah. you? Was your flour? Yeah, I mean, all you need to say is I was using rendered beef. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just not going to do anything. That's the funny thing, right? Like when people say, like at Thanksgiving, one of my true and tried things, not to transition, but to like bring your story full circle, is if you're making the meat, you have to make the gravy. Yeah. You've like, got like 90% I, of the ingredients there for the, I for the gravy. I don't need the mashed potato person to bring gravy. No. Bring me good potatoes. Don't bring me a fucking gravy. Like, I I did, to, to your point, I 
we hosted this year, and I did uh, leg of lamb oh. and uh, a turkey, both brined. Turkey was a wet brine in a proprietary spice mix that I <laughs> proprietary part of. Proprietary always kills me because it's just like, hold on, I use like the entire uh, uh, like uh, cylinder of seasoning, and then I. I salt bade some salt over the top of proprietary. <laughs> it's proprietary now. <laughs> That's what I picture. Yeah. <laughs> I, so what I what I did was it, it's kind of similar. Like I was in line. We've got a butcher here in town called Salt and Time, and they do all like like small farms, family owned right. meats, um, and they give them a spot in town where people can go buy them, and it's it's really convenient, it's fantastic quality. Um, but they made this brine mix. And it's a brine mix that I normally make. So I looked at the ingredients and I was like, this is just what I make for a brine. Uh, plus like one or two things that they didn't have in the mix. So I was like, okay, Frank is buying this today because it saves me a shit ton of time of measuring and whatever. And then I'm just adding my smoked paprika and I'm adding my oregano and whatnot. So smoke that's paprika. why I called it proprietary. Smoke paprika was, was, is a fucking a custom ingredient that is overlooked in a majority of blends. And I don't know why. It's fantastic. It changes if, if a never, fucking... True Spanish smoked paprika. Don't come at me with the fucking... Spanish smoked or Hungarian hot. Hungarian. Oh my God. It's so goddamn don't fuck good. Around. And honestly, if you ever just grill chicken, salt, pepper one of those two paprikas out of this fucking world. Same with pork. Um, in any case, fish, really anything. Um, so I'm like making this brine, right? And yeah. then I put down, um, put the brine in the, in the, uh, the wet, the pot, yeah. the, the, the brine mix in the pot, you know, like, cause I was doing a wet brine for the Turkey cause I'd never done it. Okay. So I was like, okay, I need to see what all the fuss is about here. Um, I've had wet brine turkeys, but also from, from individuals who aren't really too focused on the quality of the turkey. Yeah, there's some questionable parts of this recipe. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like, meat brining, meat aging, is a, it, it is as much a convenience as it is a science. Like, you kind of need to understand what you're doing here. Right. And when you're adding salt to the fat parts, you add a shit ton. When you're adding salt to, say the meat exposed part, you're not going to do the same thing. Um, you know, the best, the case. best explanation that I've heard first off, if you're doing steak or beef, uh, beef, beef fat does not absorb salt. So it, you can just, you can just avoid salting fatty parts of a roast or a steak. Um, but the best exam, the best uh, explanation is you, the amount of salt necessary for a steak is like a, a new England parking lot dusting with snow. Mm hmm. So it should it should look like that. You shouldn't see the steak. You should like, well. It, it sh you can, but it needs to look like a New England parking lot, yep. the beginning of a snowstorm. So it'll be, you'll have red bleeding through it and yep. whatnot. But it should be coated. Um, it's the same when people cook pasta. Pasta is supposed to be cooked in water without oil. Yep. And it's supposed to be done at the same saltiness as the Mediterranean Sea. Yep. The salinity of the sea. Yeah, so don't be scared of adding salt. Don't add too much salt to your sauce. No, that's fucking gross. The salt should come from the pasta. So in any case, not to go too far down that path, but 
I get this turkey down in the brine in the cooler and whatnot. And to be honest, um, I didn't know what to expect. And I had never done this. Now I've got people coming who are serious food critics, right? Like eat at really good restaurants. It was a risk. You also this had people risk. coming from another country, yeah. right? So it was uh, it, regardless of what critics they are of food, they're traveling a long distance to come eat food. I, I mean, it just shouldn't have been my decision, but it was. <laughs> so I wet brine this turkey, and I'm like, okay, here it goes. Keep the ice on it. Keep it at 38 degrees. All right, we're perfect. Do the do the uh, the dry brine for the lamb. And I'm like, okay, it's showtime, right? Like, so that day I'm preparing the stuffing. I'm preparing the um, the gravy, I'm preparing the cranberry sauce, the turkey, the lamb. And if so, because I hadn't done dry brine or wet brine turkey before, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what to expect in the flavor. Uh, I'll never do it any other way. It is totally worth the effort. Um, the amount of juiciness that gets kind of trapped into the meat that if you cook it to temp and not over, everything is well seasoned. You can get a cut of the inside of the breast and it's not overly, um, you know, plain Jane, flavorless, totally worth it. Um, but let me tell you about a dry brined leg of lamb. Uh, dry brined leg of lamb is one of those things where, um, when you have a leg of lamb, you normally get similar to like a prime rib. Um, if you do slices of it, you'll get slices that are well seasoned. And then as you get to the center of it, it just doesn't seem to impart any flavor. And a dry brined for three days leg of lamb is gorgeous. Um, there's not, you can't really say much about you know, the, the tenderness, because leg of lamb is always super tender. Um, it's more to do with the seasoning um, of the saltiness. It seems to, while, while it might not actually prove out in science, but it seems to be a bit more uniform. You don't get six sections of the leg of lamb that, you know, isn't, isn't salty enough or isn't well enough seasoned. So um, both of them ended up, absolutely perfect um got really lucky on the leg of lamb because we uh <clears throat> we started searing on the grill and then the rosemary caught on fire which i knew would happen but it happened a lot quicker than i thought it would <laughs> so i was dealing with like a true sear on that grill um which was fun uh and then my fire actually ended up kind of dying on me uh, which meant Frank had to then transfer said leg of lamb, which had been smoked with some hickory, um, to the oven, which wasn't ideal. Um, but in the end, you know, turkey, lamb, out within five minutes of each other. Um, then we got to carving, which is really where I was trying to head here. And if you have a generation of folks, and I'm sure everybody has, all people our age, that grew up with electric carving knives uh-huh. and they fucking love them. Oh yeah. Like yeah. swear by them. It's the, basically that generation's AR 15. 
You know what I mean? I, I kid you not. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to carve because I've been cooking all day. So I was like, okay, the two grandpas are going to carve, right? Y'all, y'all figure it out amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, here's two knives, carving knives, perfect. You guys carve. Oh, by the way, Frank, your knives are not just regular knives. They're fucking really, really nice high carbon steel fucking yeah, knives no, you're, that you have this at your is house. No fuck around knife. Yeah. Like, this is if you're going to the best restaurant in town, they're gonna carve your turkey with this shit. So yeah. I was like, okay, here's this two hundred fifty dollar <laughs> chef's knife. Surely that can carve a turkey. No, sir. I was told. On more than one occasion, I only use an electric carving knife. Oh, Christ on a pony. That's 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 what I ran into with my in-laws last year when they were like, oh, uh, my father-in-law, like, I don't know, they cooked it. They cooked a turkey. And I told them, I was like, y'all need a spatchcock this thing because it is huge. I got it from work and it was like a 24 pound bird. OK, spatchcock is where you lay it. Flat. Yeah, you cut it in half and lay it flat. So it, one, it cooks more evenly. To much quicker, much quicker, and if you have a smaller oven, it cooks perfectly. It fits and it doesn't dry it out. Yeah, uh, so they they look. You at just me, can't stuff it, which is which the is, only downside. Yeah, which is apparently how that side of the family operates. So I was like, whatever. So this big ass bird comes out of the oven, <laughs> looking good. Yeah, like looking dry. Awesome, great. We all love this. <laughs> and my father. Uh, luckily, no one brought white gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Right? So apparently my father-in-law was outside on the grill burning something. I don't know what the fuck he was doing out there. My mother-in-law turns to me. You're going to have a turkey with a side of leather brisket. Fucking like burnt ribs. Here you go. Everybody loves a good leathery rib. What? Anyway, so my mother-in-law goes. Dip it in the white gravy. My mother-in-law's like, oh, father-in-law's outside. Do you think you can carve this up while he's tending the grill? I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. I went over and she, I, like unbeknownst to me, because I whipped out the electric carving. Knife. I'd been drinking most of the day yeah. as, as one is wont to do when he has no responsibilities on Thanksgiving. Like you only, if you're an adult family's over, they want to hold the kid. They want to hang out with yeah, the kid. You're like, all right, go ahead. I see my, her every day. Yeah. Not my problem. I literally at that point in 2020, I'd been stuck in the house with her every fucking day for the last nine months. Yeah, Take enjoy. her. I don't care. I don't even care. I just, I mildly care if she shows up. Let me at, know in a week <laughs> at eight o'clock this evening when I get to go home. Okay, man. At this point, I'm gonna have to see if an Uber will take my ass home. So, my mother in laws like you think, wife. Damn sure is it? Yeah, she's been. She. I literally caught her drinking out of the bottle of wine in there in the kitchen. So I was like, I, I walk over and she's got a set of uh, fucking uh, Sabatier knives. Okay. Not a bad brand, but they're like the best brand that you can buy at Bed Bath & Beyond, okay? I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, not full tang, and they have a self-sharpening butcher block, which I got to say is the biggest piece of shit move in the history of fucking knife making. So I pull out her Sabatier chef's knife because I know she's never fucking used it, ever. So I was like, it's got to be sharp enough to cut through this. And I turn back around, and she's plugging in the electric knife. And I was like... <laughs> What is that? Are we? I even said to her, I was like, "Do we we doing a fish fry tonight?" Because <laughs> that's the only time in my life that I've ever used an electric <laughs> knife is filleting fish, like fresh fish, like from the catch. Like yeah. you cut, you you open the fucking gill, or you open up the side, and then you fillet the the meat off of the scales, and then okay. 
yeah, that's the only time I've ever used an electric knife. She's like, oh, no, this is what we use. And I was like, well, I'm going to use this. She's like, oh, I don't want you to mess it up on the bones. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, when you start carving it up, I don't want you to clip a bone and, and nick the knife. I go, so real quick, what happens when I nick a bone with this electric filleting knife? Also, what do you think a bone is? Like fucking diamonds? Yeah, I was like, well, I go, I go to my point, hear me out here i go what happens when the fillet knife the electric knife hits a bone she's like oh well it just kind of it just bounces off of it i go or nicks it into little bone fragments and buries it into the meat that you're cutting and she goes i've never thought about that way it's like yeah so i'm gonna stick with this chef's knife and carve this turkey up and see what we got she's like are you sure you're gonna be able to get enough all the meat off the bone i was like well if it's cooked enough the meat should come off the bone that's all i'm gonna say like i'm saying this as i'm like finishing my fifth beer and fucking using a nine inch chef's knife oh my yeah let's wield this thing around here the looks that i got in the house you would have thought i pulled out a fucking like celtic broadsword and started cutting this okay so same fucking shit on this side right so I go, I'm going to cut this with this knife. And it was like I was a barbarian stepping out of a cave. Yeah. Like, uh, not even, uh, not even you're that. pointing it's at like, meat. <laughs> no, no, no. So the, the, the whole the whole time they're like, oh, you got to cut it thinner. You got to. I am disassembling a turkey. You don't cut right? fucking meat when you're taking it off the goddamn carcass. You don't, exactly. You don't Same with the there. fucking lamb. Okay. So I'm, I'm here cutting off. Pieces of muscle yeah. that are generally shaped, right? On each turkey, it's different. So you try to follow a bone line. Inevitably, you have a little bit of meat left, so you kind of cut it off. Secondary, yeah. Okay, we go through it, and the entire time there's it's like a fucking audience, and I'm not I'm not saying anything, but I'm visibly like shut the fuck up, like. Give me a goddamn second. You've never done this. I have done this. Yeah. Settle down. So <laughs> it's like, while I might not be an expert at cutting or carving turkeys, because I normally let someone else do well, it. And it's also it a is once entirely, a year thing. <laughs> it's an entirely possible process with a goddamn chef's knife. Yeah. You do not need a fucking electric knife. No. Before I knew it, I am now the proud owner of a Cuisinart chef's knife or electric knife uh. that will only come out should we host the side of the family again for thanksgiving it is i mean i don't understand the infatuation with the chef's uh, uh, electric chef's knife it's asinine it's so i don't get it it's it's so dumb is the one that you have is it serrated yes and it's a cuisinart the worst the worst why would you ever cut meat with a serrated blade no joke why no joke you're you're tearing everything apart and then again to my point if you do nick a bone, you have now inserted bone fragment into the meat that you're yeah. going to eat. So what the fuck are we doing? No, there Which, is no doubt about it. This will only make an appearance if we host Thanksgiving in three years with that side of the family again. It is not happening on my watch. Like by that time, I, Frank, I have zero zero interest in using some plug-in fucking <laughs> mower knife. Hey, I will I will say this. I will say this. If you do go fishing, especially like catfish and perch, which you catch in large quantities and there's little to no limit on those things, it will come in very handy. When it you speeds start, up the work. No, but I yeah. mean, okay, so think about it. You go hunting, 
Most people take a fucking jigsaw, like, skill saw. A, reciproc- a reciprocating saw. A reciprocating saw, yeah, to go cut up that animal for a very good reason. It's going to take you all fucking day with a chef's knife. That's yeah. not the point. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, the thing. You're also cutting fucking cooked meat. If you're yeah. if you're struggling to cut, you have, one, bad control of your knife. You need to, knife discipline is a thing that you need to practice. Or two, you didn't fucking cook, you overcooked the shit out of that yeah. meat where you're having to carve through it with fucking help. I, Frank, I'm with you. That Insanity. is a genera- That's a generational thing that I do not understand. I don't understand the fucking electric knife. I, I don't get it. It's wild. It's the laziest shit I've ever seen. It's not like, like it's lazy, impractical. They cut steaks with it. They cut steaks what? with it. You're like, dude, what are you doing? How have you ruined the steak that you have to cut? No, it's not. Knife? It's laziness. That's like it's wild. all laziness. I the way I cook my steaks, you should be able to cut it with a fucking fork. Hundred percent. But I'm saying oh, it's, it's laziness. In any case. I fucking nonsense. You know what's not nonsense, though, Frank? Holiday Christmas parties at work, okay? Oh, my God. You ready for this one? This one, this happened. Hold on, let me get a beer for this oh, one. Oh, you need to do, do a little interlude. What are you drinking? Whatever. I, I will. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll cover what I'm what I'm consuming now. Uh, I'm on beer four if we're keeping the 22-ounce uh, bomber equals two beers. Um, so I, you remember I started off with uh, Old Fezziwig from Sam Adams. Then I moved over to Sisyphus from Real Ale and that 22-ounce bomber of a barley wine. And now I'm drinking Sour Wondermelon from Armadillo Ale Works out of Den. Um, the Sour Wondermelon is their sour ale brewed with watermelon. Uh, if you're familiar with Wondermelon, it's a watermelon Kolsch brewed out of Denton. Um, this one they inoculated with some sour yeast strains, allegedly. I, so I I typically I go to Bobby uh, when it comes to the, the head brewer and owner of Armadillo Ale Works, and I ask him, like, you know, what's up? What's up with this beer? Uh, because, you know, sometimes you can just slap sour on a beer that got out of hand, and you're like, yeah, no, it's it purposeful. I think this one was legitimately purposeful. Um, it is a sour watermelon beer. It's pretty good, not going to lie. Uh, and as we were talking about earlier, this beer was $5 a six-pack at the brewery the other day when I went for the Brunch Money variant release on Black Friday. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, while I'm buying a $15 four-pack of Brunch Money variants, um, I'll pick up the Sour Wondermelon and uh, enjoy that as well. And I am. Uh, I got to be honest, it is a nice, like, a refreshing beer, uh, especially after a 10% barley wine. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I drank an almost 32 ounces of water out of my, uh, my little new Yeti thermos before the cast started. So I'm well hydrated for sure this evening. Uh, so this Wondermelon, uh, sour Wondermelon is a nice, refreshing change of pace. So, um, what we were talking about beforehand, uh, is holiday, like holiday, like company holiday parties. Okay. And, uh, uh, gotta be honest. I haven't, I haven't attended one that was worth a shit. Most of them are very corny and what I like to call dad bonery. Uh, people are just like, Oh yeah, no, it's good to get together around the holidays with your coworkers to enjoy some time together outside the office. So we can let our hair down a little bit and (laughs) get loose. Uh, so that's what we did yesterday when we went to a, an indoor putt putt course. Okay. And the indoor putt putt course, normally you would hear that and you'd be like, oh, cool. That seems like something that would be just wild enough to be fun and, and exciting for people. And uh, when I say this putt putt course was, it was new. I'm just going to say it was new. Um, there was a lot of unfinished plywood. 
a lot of uh, fresh paint smells happening in here. And um, also, not not sure how familiar you are with putt-putt courses or golf in general, but um, the whole count of this indoor putt-putt course is very odd, um, as most golf courses and putt-putt courses tend to stay, stay within the uh, 9-hole, 18-hole frequency range. Um, you can color me surprised when I looked at the scorecard on the first tee box and there were 12 holes in this putt-putt course. You know, the nice round number of 12 as golf courses and putt-putt courses are wanting to have. Now, I also should... You ran out of warehouse space. They should have just had you play the last the seven last, back. They, they put the hole... The, you put the flag at a different hole on on fucking six of the holes. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, no, we didn't do that. Um, so, yeah, and when I say putt-putt, that would in... in that would imply that you didn't have to hit a hole in one on every hole for it to count because that's what we were doing. I mean, you're hitting up like a fucking 15 foot slope at like 80 degrees or like 60 degrees and then have it mm-hmm. luckily come down and plinko its way down into the hole on like 60% of the holes. The other, oh, so this was unnecessarily challenging. Yeah, as well. it was just a, a, an excuse to fucking drink beer and whack a ball inside. Okay, anyway, that part whatever the gift exchange is what always intrigues me this year the gift exchange was done by a new employee which i'm always for because the old standard gift exchanges once you've done them a couple times they're they're dumb like oh 15 limit and bring a gift and then we play white santa or wherever the fuck it is yankee swap and then call it done whatever the fuck it is uh, <laughs> i bought ryan an ipod, iPod. <laughs> yeah uh no thanks uh, for the mittens yeah <laughs> Anyone I love you. Mittens? I love you. An oven mitt's worth. What is that, <laughs> Phyllis? No, I. I so, d- d- quick backtrack or a quick uh, recap. The last uh, Secret Santa that I did um, was at a fifteen dollar limit, so I bought thirteen dollars worth of scratch off lottery tickets yep. and a two dollar bottle of a Miller High Life and two plastic champagne glasses to celebrate your lottery winnings which everyone fought over. It literally got stolen more than more times than any other gift. Proud <laughs> what to did say. the person win? Nothing. All 13, <laughs> and I picked 13 randoms too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, none of them. None of them fucking won. But they enjoy their Miller High Life and their plastic Let champagne. Let me just tell you. Glasses. I did the same thing with yeah. the uh, the old little brother and sister-in-law this weekend. Uh-huh. How'd that go? They were, they were being unruly about activities so i was like fuck this i'm gonna go buy gamble baby <laughs> 20 dollars worth of scratch-offs right but the most complex ones uh-huh. and give them each 10 uh 10 bucks worth and i i even like to entice them to do it i was like whatever you win here double it. we will we will spend tomorrow oh hell yeah that's it they didn't want a goddamn thing perfect they teach them a double <laughs> lesson don't gamble worth of shit so, no, so I said, lesson here is don't gamble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you look at your father-in-law and you're like, invaluable right here. I just thought them it's an invaluable this right here, lesson. this interaction, invaluable. The rest of their lives, they'll take this through. Anyway, yeah. so that up to, up to yesterday, that was the best gift exchange that I had ever, I had ever participated in, okay? <laughs> and mind you, I got a tile out of that gift exchange. You know what a tile is? It's a fucking thing that you hook onto your keys so you don't yeah, lose them. Yeah, that's useful. It is useful if you fucking aren't a goddamn sociopath like I am and put my things back in the same place every day. 
and if and it doesn't run out of battery, because they do, they do they run out of battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's a watch battery, so it's really easy mm-hmm. to find. You have several. Of well, those no, in around. the past, they, the the battery couldn't be replaced. Oh, well, that's helpful. So I have one of the OG tiles where it was like, oh, like I get to now buy a new tile. Like, oh, congratulations! What the fuck is that was on here. Best fifteen dollars I spent over three years. Yes, Thanks. Anyway, um, also again, I I rarely do I ever misplace my things unless I'm highly intoxicated in which case usually not involving my keys because i'm not an asshole yeah that's my dignity yeah anyway uh so (laughs) frank's like yeah it's my cross to bear every saturday anyway (laughs) no uh so so yesterday participated in the gift exchange and and it was cool because it was my favorite things gift exchange you bring two of your favorite things under twenty dollars so you're spending 40 bucks so it's you do some nicer things um and then you uh, draw names out of a, a bucket, like two names out of a bucket. Yeah. And uh, you get their gifts, and they explain to you why they got the, the, those things are your favorite things. Oh my god! Kind of. That's awkward. Well, it's awkward if you don't have feelings. So I. Um, no, I'm saying like if I don't know the person that well, but I drew them. No, no, you don't draw them. That's the thing. You buy your favorite things. Frank. So Frank. Oh, Frank I get it. Up. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, okay. I didn't explain. Sorry, that I misunderstood. Yeah, no. Uh, so you show up with your favorite things and you explain to yeah, them that's, why they're. That's more simple. It's cool. I, th- I thought you had to like explain why, why you got them for them. No, that's like, fucking awkward as shit. Damn. Yeah, I, mean, I bought you these. 40 people in my department. I know maybe 10 of them. Like, hey, hey, yeah. hey, Christy, I bought you these crotchless panties. <laughs> wink, wink. Because, well, we all know. Am I right? I've just been scoping out the. Intranet bang, banging the bus boy at the fucking local Taqueria all time. Fucking Michael Scott level. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Troy probably did that. Oh, he definitely John's did. job. He definitely did that. Anyway, so I bought my my gift, which was a nice fountain pen and a, a compliment pad, uh, which is whatever. It's some office bullshit and a really nice fountain pen. Which when I say really nice fountain pen, it's my favorite goddamn fountain pen. Anyway, you got a Mont Blanc. My God, no, a fountain pen, not a fucking bullshit overpriced bullshit ballpoint. No. Anyway, hey, hey, it's it's bullshit. I don't have a ballpoint. No, <laughs> what? <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so God damn it. So that's not the 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 two best gifts were given that I've ever seen at a fucking gift exchange. Okay, this lady who's in charge of our culture uh, at at work. Okay, so. Elevating okay, so this our, is going to be super inappropriate. Yep, it one thousand percent was. She was like, "I got you uh, these spice blends that I really liked that my family uses around Christmas time, and this they they just sprinkle these on pecans and they roast them in the oven, and they're it's fantastic." And this girl, and I say girl, she's twenty two years old. She gets this gift and unwraps it, and she's like, "Oh my!" Her face just turns bright red. Everybody's like, what, what, what's the spice blend? You know, we might want to go get it. And she's like, oh, I just bought it at this country store out by my house that, you know, my, my family shop said it's really good. Everybody looks to the girl, the new hire, and like, what's the name of it? And she's like, it's D's Nuts Spice Blend. <laughs> she didn't know the name of it. The girl. No, she who, knew the name. She just didn't think about the crowd. The, the, yeah. So the uh, entire human resources department, in which I'm a part of, got a good chuckle at D's Nuts Spices, in which I go, oh, that's made by Bofa. I can't believe it. Bofa makes some of the best spices. They're like, Bofa? I was like, yeah, Bofa D's Nuts. (laughs) And it was one of my favorite moments of my fucking career at my current job. And um, anyway. How how big of a laugh did that get? 
Not as big as what is about to come. Okay. So <laughs> I show up and I put my fucking candy cane striped bags down on the gift table. Wait, hold with on. Everybody. This is what you are so proud of. I'm very proud of this. Okay. And well, it's not it. it's not me. It's the fact that I work with this individual, honestly, is what I'm okay. most proud of here. Alright, so I put my bag down on the table, my bags down on the table, and uh the first thing I notice is there's two matching bags also on the table that say happy birthday and i was like all right whoever put this down lazy ass in for a good time i like this this is already off to a great start now if i gave you a thousand chances to guess what's in these bags now mind you this gift is given at random to mixed company but you know male female age going from 22 to 60 something okay this person who put their gift in a happy birthday sack chose this gift you would never guess what the fuck this person put in these bags you just won't, you won't get it no no because that's actually practical that would be something that you'd be like oh, i can give these to somebody or whatever i can donate these it'd be great no <sighs> well we're just gonna call him we're gonna call him Stuart. okay that's not his real name his real name is very so common Stu, as well Stu showed up Stu shows up ready to party okay Stu, during our mini golf adventure that happened before this, gotcha, best nice. quote was, uh, as the safety manager putts and just fucking shanks one off a shower curtain that was meant to be a putting surface in this goddamn hellhole of a putt-putt course, <laughs> shanks at the ball's coming back to him, and he's having to play goalie so it doesn't roll down the flight of stairs behind us. <laughs> Stewart goes, hey, try not to hit it with your purse next time. Okay? <laughs> Which, it put, almost put me... It almost put me down. I was laughing so hard I couldn't see straight. Oh my! Second hole, mind you. It was a second (laughs) hole. I was like, we got nine more of these to go. And he's got the packages that he knows about. Yeah, I was like, dude dude has a whole set. Yeah, he is. He's winning this fucking company Christmas party. Fucking, fucking, what's that? The the comedy seller bit. He's got it all planned. He fucking, without missing a beat, trying not to hit it with your purse next time, and drops his ball down like <laughs> he, he pulled the Overson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It just the oh god, I fuck my face is hurting because I'm fucking. My I'm so tired of laughing from the last two days. So okay, his name gets drawn, and this woman, <laughs> I say woman, she is. She's in her 40s, okay? Okay. She opens this happy birthday bag to which (laughs) our boss is there, the EVP of human resources, the one who worked at your old company, okay? So this lady doesn't fuck around. She sees, she goes, does that bag say happy birthday without (laughs) missing a beat? Stuart goes, yeah, Jesus' birthday. You know how that goes. Anyway, (laughs) so, so... this is my favorite thing. And at that time, perfect timing, she pulls out a pair of house shoes. <laughs> Men size 10. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I got a pair of those last year. They're really comfortable, I thought. Who wouldn't love them? <laughs> Frank muted his mic. You can't mute your mic when that shit happens. He goes, who wouldn't love them? And our boss goes, Oh my god! Like just starts laughing. I am laughing so hard I've lost sound. I could. There was no sound coming out. Which I don't know if you know me, but I la- I have a machine gun laugh. It's been described as this. I lost sound. Okay, 
I come to as the next person is like unwrapping their gift. I go, hold on. We can't move past this. I go, what went through your mind when you were shopping for this gift? And you were like, I got 30 people to choose from. I'm just going to pick a men's size 10 in this shoe, in this house shoe, and then sell the shit out of it to this entire room of people in a happy birthday bag. And he just, he's like, I just thought everybody likes house shoes. I mean, like, who hasn't, like, been up early in the morning and been like, oh, I forgot my thermos in the car, but it's cold outside. Oh, I wish I had some house shoes. I go, the the nerve. I go, the the sheer obliviousness at the hilarity of it is great. It's so fantastic, Frank. I was like, I was immediately, I was like, you and Parker would be best friends, my friend, Absolutely. my good sir. No so doubt. the the next the next person who wins this, is, like the same thing goes on. My our boss is laughing so hard, she's crying. She's like Brian. I don't think I've heard. I you summed it up perfect. What what went through his mind? I go. I t- I said I was like you know, honestly. I thought about the heart attack that I would have thinking to myself, like what seven or an eight or a nine or a 10 or 11, you know, cause if so-and-so gets it, it's going to be a 12 and a half and that's going to be too small for them. But no, I'm going to just settle in the middle at 10 and then sell the hell out of it. Like he did by saying like, Oh, take the tissue paper and put it in the toe and you'll fill out the rest of the shoe, which is what this man did for the second person who won, like who <laughs> drew his name. I was like, I just, I, I can't wait. He got two pairs of house shoes. Yes, Frank, because his favorite thing, you have to buy two of your favorite thing, okay? Oh, now. Was house shoes. Was house shoes. Now, the man's oh God, I would love to have that. Oh, it was honestly, great gift. I would have loved to have a pair a of house great shoes. Life. Uh, gets better, Frank. You sitting down? I know you are, so get ready for this. He left the price tag on the house shoes, okay? Which gauche move. You really shouldn't leave the price tag on any he gift. He undercut it. Better, he overcut it, so the price tag said okay. thirty dollars, and everybody's like, "Oh, overspent." Oh, maybe you got a Black Friday deal because a few people did that. Yeah, whatever, it just moved on. I was talking to him as he was playing foosball on top of a uh, water cooler because that's what type of place this is. Uh, they have a mini foosball table on the top of a cooler, a Coleman cooler that you open the lid of and you can grab a water out of it, you can close it, you can go back to playing foosball. That's what he was playing uh, with one of our other uh, uh, fellow employees. And I, I, I told him, Stuart, thank you for being you. He goes, what? What do you mean? Oblivious to why I would be thanking him for the fucking hours of laughter that I was getting out of this. And we'll continue to get out of it through the holiday season. No, absolutely. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no big deal. I mean, you know. And he looks around. He's like, Cole's had him on clearance at buy one, <laughs> get one. So I go, you motherfucker, you walked out of there with $15 worth of goods. You left a price tag saying you paid 60 And he goes, you want to know what else? Daddy had Cole's cash. So I basically got, sh- I got paid to buy those shoes that day. I was like, you fucking asshole. Victorious. <laughs> you, I go, were the happy birthday gift bags part of that Kohl's cash pickup? He goes, no. And he's like, sp- he's spinning the shit out of these foosball handles, which I'm hard judging him on. He's like, nope. And he says his wife's name. He's like, yeah, she had him in the top of the closet left over from last birthday. Boom. And he scores on our, team mem- our teammate. And he's like, yeah, take that shit. And he's like, takes a sip of his beer. 
without breaking stride. <laughs> All of this is just rolling out of us. Like, looking around, everybody's having, you know, they're 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 saying their goodbyes. Bastard. And I'm like, this is Parker's fucking doppelganger in personality, oh. not in looks. They look nothing alike, but in personality and just in general being. They're the same fucking person. fucking awesome. Daddy got paid to shop with Cole's cash. Boom! And he spins a foosball score. Fucking wild That's to me. fucking good. All right, yo. Shoes. Yeah. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play us out. I'm going to play that before gunner. Before we leave. Yes. Sorry. Last thing. Giving Tuesday. Yes. Was Tuesday. But honestly, this holiday season, definitely look for causes to support. Um, especially any sort of uh, Secret Santa for families in need. Angel Tree, uh, some communities. Angel call them. Tree, all that stuff. Yeah, I personally donated to um, an org on Tuesday for blind kids. Perfect. Um, kids who are blind, people first, Frank. Yeah, it's unfortunate they're not going to see a penny of it. <laughs> I see what happened. <laughs> But but the message is still clear. Definitely do uh-huh. donate. Uh, adopt a family. I, I mean, I am actually adopting a family. I it's really hard to jerk. take you seriously. <laughs> yeah. I I gotta be honest. Uh, next time, <laughs> next time, close with that. Uh, I'd be like, hey, I'm about to fuck y'all over. Just know that I'm uh, sticking true to. I, I'm actually helping people. <clears throat> Joke coming. Uh, I donated to a blind kid foundation, as you said, or whatever the fuck. People who can't see good dot org. And uh, God damn it, Frank. God like I gotta be honest, I didn't hit the reggae horn. I don't know why that went off. They're it's not even part of the sound bite. They're not hey, even next to each other. Wait, yo, uh <clears throat> Cowboys this weekend, let's fucking go. Oh, Win the game. Beat, beat the, the rapist. shit out of Baylor. The, Let's go. The rapist from Waco. The wild. Yeah, no. The rapist should not get a big pill title. No. Absolutely not. No. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for listening to this super episode. Uh, Feet, Frank, and Brian. Uh, if you like this and want to hear more content, uh, please go over to your favorite podcast app, rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, check us out over on our social medias. At No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, allegedly. And uh, if you want to follow some... Nah, I'm not even going to plug that shit. Anyway, uh, if you like what you hear, you can also slide into our DMs or send us an email at NoBeerLeftBehindCast at gmail.com. Let us know what we should be drinking, and uh, maybe we'll get a shout-out on the cast. Uh, for Brian here in North Texas, until next time, I am out. Uh, for Frank... <clears throat> In far, far, far north San Antonio. Uh, We'll talk about this next time, but if they actually do turn Roe v. Wade into no v. Wade, uh, that'll be... I think it'll be a very, very impactful decision for that side of town. I'm out.